Hello and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner and I'm here with Matt Murray. Hello there. No James and Sean this week. So we've got Sarah Dyer back. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Hi, Sarah. So this is the the coming together of the beef. Ugh, that sounds wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, that, that just sounds. Ugh. That sounds. Yeah, that sounds filthy. That's not a phrase that anyone uses. No, I mean that's um, a great but... episode title straight away. It must be quickest <laughs> episode title. Ever. It's straight off the bat. Nice one. Um, but I feel like a bit of a mediator here. Are we going to be all right? I feel like. Are we going to be all right? I feel like you're either going to be the mediator or you're going to be the instigator. You listened to too much of this show. Um, I was going to. Try- I I did say yep. over my dead body, uh, and <laughs> I've checked, and I'm very much still here. So, um, well, it just goes to show that you've got no power in. No, these it's not man. that. I I I listened absolutely back, no power. I listened back to the previous episodes, and and they were great. But I'm thinking now. I think you know. I probably said some things I probably shouldn't have done. Sarah, you've said lots of things you shouldn't have done, and uh, I think we should probably well, just. Uh, what? No, I think we probably should. Sarah, just... what, what, what do you think of the, what do you think of the socials, Sarah? Let's, no, let's, let's not. Yeah, we I, should, I, no, I, no, I, I'm, thinking... I'm, I'm pretty certain I passed no judgment on the socials. I just explained my listening habits. I'm thinking yeah, we squashed this point. beef. I don't know about you. But uh, yeah, I'm thinking, you know, enough's enough. Um, How do you yeah. think it's going, Matt? I think we've all, we've, oh, all, we've all had a bit of fun, and I'm 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 willing to. Um, uh, was it make guy bygones be bygones? Well, I don't know what the phrase yeah. is. Yeah, um, let bygones be bygones. Right. Water yeah, under one, the yeah. bridge. Yeah, um, putting more fish in the sea and all that. I don't that. like this. No, I, I'm, I don't thinking, like this. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking. My, my virtual hand is out now, Sarah. If, uh, for potential hands, you don't have to, have, you know, shake your hand. Of course, you can do what you want. But uh, I, I will, I will, I will match you with that handshake. Good. Whoa, 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 whoa! Use use the the antibacteria gel Sorry, directly we, after we just did that. the elbow. It was the elbow thing. Right, okay, it's the elbow. That's that's fine. That's fine then because new COVID is involved with an elbow. Um, no, no, no. That's scientifically proven. <laughs> it is scientifically proven. Can't catch COVID through an elbow. I read that. Uh, we'd like to start the show by shouting out our Patreon producers this month. They're the Full Nails crew. <laughs> we have Aaron Patrick, the QuickBooks chap. Simon Nelson, Tom S, Jack Oven, Moomin Biscuit, Dave Ernsberger, Colin Brown, Gazman, Gabby Pereira, Graham Mackay, Rocketman76, Rex Reese, Happy Birthday Sam, Love from Neil, aka Bitch in Sync, Grey Dragon Claw, and Fred Fenge. They all went full Nelson. You too can go full Nelson. Join that amazing team uh by going to patreon.com forward slash tcgs don't want to go full nils there are different tiers there we got some exciting stuff in the future it's not going to be this month but if you go for the talks over tier uh i'm hoping we've not mentioned this on the main show so on the last talks over we did i mentioned that when i was about five or six i was on a game show for a cable channel just as cable television was starting to come out and we've got a vhs tape of of that somewhere i've spoken to the parents they still have it i'm going to try and get it when i go down there next week uh it's next week maybe the week after and i'm going to convert it and we're hoping to do a talks over of a game show called raise the roof Whee! 
which I appeared on with my brother. Um, And I mentioned this, it's a bit of a spoiler, but I mentioned this, you can actually watch them fix one of the games so that no one wins and no one got a prize because they clearly didn't have a prize to give away. So um, be, be like, keep your eye out for that. And that's all I on video. I, get, I can't. I take. cannot wait. It's all on video, mate. I just hope it's in a decent nick because I've got a feeling that my dad doesn't look after. I mean, it's gonna be like an 80s tape. or 90s VHS. I don't know what sort of quality you're expecting. It would be 80s. It would. I think it would be 80s, right? Yeah, because if I was six or younger then it would be 80s yeah if you Jesus. do the maths yeah. if you do the maths if you do the maths right and um, before we get to the main feedback uh i'll do my bit of oh, it. Yeah, have you, you got any here. feedback on the shows you've you've not been on sarah yeah yeah i listen have you got anything I you want listen every week go on and have you got anything to comment on the past few weeks that you haven't been on uh i, re- I really enjoyed when ian was on that was really good fun. Um, oh, he I feel like... It, he's all right, isn't he? Yeah, he's a good lad. Um, I feel like as well, I should apologise to those um, headphone listeners that got a bit <laughs> got a bit freaked out with me. The, I felt awful, though, when I listened to it because occasionally, like, my boyfriend will do it when we're on, like, Xbox Live or whatever, and it is, like, complete nails on a chalkboard to me. So, oh, really? yeah. Oh, right. so I as you were used to it. No. I thought, I thought you wouldn't even hear it, really, because you, you know. No. Do you have the problem that I have with the people that you play with online? And they constantly go, "What? what can you please, like, <laughs> John Denton absolutely kills me for it. Because I'm, when I'm vaping and the mic is obviously right next to the mouth, he said it's so loud in his ear, he gets the right arm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also, like, really sensitive to people eating or breathing or basically noise... <laughs> Noises that no other pe- noises that other people make, I don't like. So the moment um, that listener said that he was listening with headphones, I was like, "Oh no!" Because I know exactly how they felt. So yeah, I do apologise. So so, but the, the thing is, you you apologising there, and that's nice and everything. But you were a guest, and we had an editor. So well, who edited that that's... show? I'm trying to remember who. <laughs> Oh, well. The beef, the beef's been squashed, and you're already trying to trying to bring. I said, I said you were going to be an instigator. I've got a cow on a lead, and I'm taking him to the slaughterhouse. <laughs> Come on, yeah, Matt, I, Matt, you edited that one, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. I think I might have. Um, it was a very busy week at work, and I oh, was top it? and tops and tailed it, and thought, yeah, that what a great show that was, and then send it off to the publishers, and uh, yeah. Uh, publishers being it's funny iTunes. I didn't I didn't see you hold your hand up and say oh yeah I should have picked that up in the edit I, I didn't uh, see well yeah I mean um any more feedback from last week's show David did you uh I've got some feedback yes um firstly Sean yes my job is more important than this podcast I'm, I'm terribly sorry to disappoint you um but obviously as Matt pointed out the reason why I was at work and not not uh, on the pod last week is that I had no voice. It was all over the place. Like, as Matt said, the, my voice was, uh, it was like I was going through puberty again. It was uh, like that. But I will say this, a funny voice wouldn't discredit any of my opinions because all the points that I make are valid. So <laughs> you can take that back, Sean. The, the, everything I say is, but and you'll go, oh, he's saying it in a funny voice, but my God, is he right? That's that. That would be the response you would get. Um, yeah, he sounds like an idiot, but there's still such a strong message there. This annoyed me. So we had an argument, Matt, a few weeks ago about how you should get Super Mario um, Party 
instead of this Mario Party rehash, right? Yeah. And you argued and argued and argued with James about it. Uh, one emailer, one emailer emailed in and said, oh, you should, yeah, you should get Super Mario Party not, and not this new one. And you went, yeah, maybe you're right, actually. And I thought, so a random person can email in and you'll take their opinion. But me and James, your only friends <laughs> are telling you to get Super Mario Party. No, but they you, were backing like, up with nah, facts. Mate, nah. And you were just like, nah, 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 don't, no, you don't know what you're talking about. We know, you don't know, no, no. And whereas this person had facts and you know they're well, i mean i mean you don't know what you're talking about but and we know what did. we're talking about they're, they're two facts we've given you there there's two facts we've given you finally there. you've come we've in with science but so it's a bit late. much i will tell you this right oh yeah in terms of co-op play get just get super mario party because you could play two players against the computer on the little thing it was a little bit more strategic just get super mario party it's good it's a good game <laughs> I'm um I'm and the last point i've got was oh James talking about how much worse the new uh what is this the, the new Pez is what they call it eFootball eFootball yeah is compared to the the beta demo that they put out like it's actually worse the main release is actually worse which backs up my point that you shouldn't have passed comment that this re- was representative of the uh, final product so James I know you're sitting there and you're furious but uh you've just proved my point right so uh we, that's it that was it for my feedback it was a good show as usual last week matt i enjoyed it yeah there, I, I did notice james threw in a little, couple of digs here and there just because you weren't there uh i did notice oh he... i just used it i mean it, it's really funny because like the digs that he chucks at me are so pathetic that i was just i sort of sitting on the bus just going oh bless him he's trying he's trying he's just not got it in him um so yeah no it didn't really affect me that didn't really you're just sitting on that. the bus, weren't you? And this was a this I was was a weekend, it was yeah. in the middle of the night, you just... I was just going around in a loop. Yeah. yeah. And they, they, at one point... Do you know that's happened to me before? Where I've fallen asleep on the bus and woken up in pitch black because they'd parked it up in a bus garage Bollocks. and hadn't noticed I was on the top deck. I've, I've, done, I've yeah. done similar where I was getting bus home from a night out in Edinburgh and I got on the bus and I woke up Back on Princess Street, where I started, but it was like the <laughs> la- but it was like the last bus of the night because Edinburgh has this weird thing, like in all of Scotland, where like everything closes at three a.m. So yes. if you, oh, if you get yeah. if you leave when everywhere closes, like that's your only chance to get home. So essentially, I had to sit in a bus stop on Princess Street until the first bus turned up because oh there were also there were, how long was that? Like two hours. Oh, that's not too bad. Because there were also I thought you were gonna say- there was also no taxis yeah. at that point as well because it had been like an hour so. since everything kicked out. So yeah, that 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 was fun. And then there was the time when I woke had- up and I didn't know where I was, and I was wearing a coat that I had never seen before in my life. Thief. I yeah. I don't I don't know how it happened. I felt really bad though because I reached into the pockets and there was a set of keys, and I was like, "These aren't my keys. This isn't my coat." <laughs> I don't know where I am. And I had a, a sixty-two inch TV next to me, and uh, yeah, no, you went on a crime spree, drunk. That's what happened. Yep, apparently so. Clearly, um, yeah, no, I did something similar on the Northern Line once, where um, I had to get off at Morden, which is the end of the Northern Line, and I fell asleep on the tube, and then woke up like at Tootenbeck, and I thought, <laughs> I've already been to Tootenbeck. What's going on? And then realised that I was going in the other direction. <laughs> I'd fallen asleep. The train had stopped, and then started going back up again. Uh, feel like a right wally. I did. 
I felt like a right wally. Um, all right, okay, that's our feedback, Matt. What what did the listeners think? Let's get on to the real deal. Uh, we're going to start with Fred mm-hmm. Fenge, uh, a Fallen Us member from last week, or last month even. Hi, all. You did indeed get my surname correct. Fenge rhymes with Penji. See, so that, that, feng, that is correct there. Feng rhymes with Penji. I see what you've done there. Oh, your Feng writes with Peng or Feng writes with Peng. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to redetermine. Really <laughs> yeah, it's true. The that pronunciation really, yeah. in words, but <laughs> Fengi Pengi Feng Peng. I think we're funny. Well, I mean, yeah. I think the first part of that email sums it up for you, Matt. We Hi did all. indeed get the surname oh, okay. correct, so we're all good. Right, yeah, we're tick. good. Wrecked Reese. Hi guys. A couple of weeks ago, or even last week, I submitted a question: Do you ever listen to your own pod apart from editing? My question was snubbed and not read out, which is understandable and of no ill feeling towards this. However, it was disappointing to hear Dr. Farley pose the same question during the feedback section of the most recent episode, and it did not get edited out for being a shit question. Obviously, it was an excellent question as it facilitated at least 47 seconds of quality content, so I feel I should at least be cited as a reference, especially since Dr. Boomstick isn't even a full Nels member. Thanks for being pretty darn great. Appreciate y'all from Rectories. Yeah. Why was that? Why was that edited? Well, I mean, we, we do have to edit some out, don't we? Because it's getting mad at the moment. We're getting so many emails and we appreciate them all. We read them all. Actually, not the, the you know, not the horrific abuse, but, but all the other stuff we appreciate. Um, but yeah, I think we're at that point of our careers, Matt. Oh, well, we yes. have to be a little bit oh, selective. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stop the messages, to our, please. To answer to answer the original question, uh, this is really going to expose me as weird, but yes, I listened to the show back probably twice in the week after um, we recalled, and then probably again about six months later. I listen to old shows, and I, the, the only way that I could explain it is that I'm constantly list, trying to work out what's working and what's not working. The, the, what what jokes are landing, what jokes aren't, what works, what doesn't, if we could change things up. That's the way I see it. But at the same time, I'm also fully aware that that's a bit strange. Especially, like, I, I worry, right, because I use AirPods, and say what you want about them, right? They're all right. They're not worth the money. And also, the amount of times that they just go, nah, not connected. Not connected. If I've you want this to work properly, you have to reboot once. your phone. What do we not connect? Oh, right. oh okay. You, you'll put them in the ear and it just won't do anything. Mm. I mean, maybe if it's low battery, potentially, but... Nope. Fully charged. It just won't, won't connect, right? So then you hit play on your thing and it just starts playing out the speaker. And I've only accidentally played the computer game show loud in my office twice. And thankfully, it wasn't me talking. So, uh, which is mad, really. But it's, uh, what are the odds of that? But yeah, it's either been you or Sean. And I've gone, oh, oh, and I had to pause it quickly and then reconnect my fucking headphones. Yeah, that has happened uh, really a couple of times. But yeah, it, it, I don't, either once really? was me. Uh, but and not necessarily the fact the AirPods didn't connect, but just accidentally playing the podcast in the office. One time was me, okay. but it was so quick that I thought there's no way anyone would say, Matt, was that your voice coming out of your... No, I just, there's no chance. So, um, Really? Yeah. It's a pretty distinct voice. No, well, no, if you hear like a, you hear, you hear a voice across the office, you're not going to think, well, that's, that's Matt's voice coming out of a laptop. You just well, it depends if it's, they just, if it's your voice or not, Matt. Surely they just think that you were like sat there talking to yourself. Well, exactly, yeah. Yeah, they're going to think that. No, because you've got the weird sort of like the oh, sorry, muffled. 
<laughs> no, 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 not your voice. Don't. <laughs> no, like the speakers make it all tinny and stuff, isn't it? So it's clearly not just you talking. I just don't think anyone would twig. Uh, Matt, they all twig. I don't think I they would all twig. If someone, they all twig. If someone in the office played a, like a two-second clip of them talking, I don't think I'd be like that's oh, recording of them. I'll just no. say a voice. Okay, fair enough. But everyone in your office is thinking, "Oh my god, he's listening to himself talking on his headphones twenty-four-seven. That's all he listens to." I mean, I, I do wear and- like TCGS like t-shirts and hoodies in the office. Um, do you really? But I mostly do that because. Because, oh man! Well, no, no, because no one is gonna say, "Oh, is that your podcast?" Because it just says TCGS. Most people probably think it's like some. It's just a shit T-shirt. Shit I bet you don't already know anyway. I bet you're no, secretly no, hoping. I, I, only one person knows and cares. The rest don't give a fuck. So, you know, it doesn't. It's not like it says computer game podcast on the T-shirt. It just says it just has that little logo on a hoodie. You, you're you're def you're definitely hoping that someone asked you about it though. Yeah, one hundred percent. You're sitting there just going, "Oh, this old thing." Ooh, yeah. what's, 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 what's that logo? What's that logo on your t-shirt? I've not seen that before. Oh, oh this old yeah, thing. rolling his eyes, sighing. Oh, oh look! Oh, I've just eaten this jam donut, and some of the jam has gone on this logo here. Look! Oh, look at the. <laughs> Oh, I've got to have to wipe it off now, staring at them in the eyes, sort of just looking down briefly I, at the I do, logo. I do tend to actually wear the T-shirt or and or hoodie on Wednesdays on, on release day. I mean, but again, like, <laughs> o- only only one person, uh, John, listens to the show in the office. No one else cares or will probably ever What's listen up, to John? it. What's up, John? How's yeah. it going, John? We, we've asked this uh, while, while Matt's been working at other places before, but can you be our Matt Murray correspondent? Can you... Send us message. You could DM me no, on Twitter. Well, it's, it's not, it's Send not me messages about what he's up to. Little little stories about Matt in the office. I'd love that. Probably killing um, it in the marketing department, David. <laughs> get a whole team together and uh, give me little updates, little bullet points, and uh, we'll work through them. Cheers for yeah, that, mate. That's, that's and uh, where where were we? <laughs> okay. um, I don't know. We're on the feedback, man. Yeah, we're on the first one feedback. Okay, we're going to start the next. Matt is absolutely sweating it about this now because he sweating. knows that they're going to do it. No, well. <laughs> Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. Carl has emailed. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, do you know what I thought you were going to say then? I am sweating it, actually, because the quality of this hoodie is so high premium. Please go <laughs> to the <laughs> CCG. I'm like, basically only wear it for the first half an hour a day. After that, I'm like, okay, this is mental. I better take it off. And wear- <laughs> oh, no, I'm wait. What? I've got a TCGS t-shirt underneath. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> that is so bad. I'm like, oh, I'll take this off. Oh, no. This is so brown you've- underneath. Maybe wait, a different logo. that's a thing that you've actually done. Oh, yeah. Not on stage yeah, at EGX. Yeah. You've yeah. done that in real life. Yeah, accident- You've taken- accidentally. Accidentally, like, oh one both, and I'm like, oh, shit, I've taken one off, and there's another one. Oh, well. Oh, God. Okay. Also, All right. also I keep um, shouting out the URL as well. But um, that's just uh, that's a different. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Yeah. Good morning, TCGS. I mean, good morning. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, John. Sorry. <laughs> Talking about the podcast. Isn't it? Um, yeah, Carl has messaged us on the Pez eFootball debate. As a long term Pez fan, I can say that this has killed Pez for good. Pez 2021 is the best football game on the pitch of all time. That's quite a claim. Um, If you have a PC and use one of the patches, it's an incredible game. Go look at the clips on YouTube. It looks and plays brilliantly. FIFA has the polish, the looks, and the hook of FIFA Ultimate Team. But as a football game, it's nowhere near as good on the pitch as Pez 2021. 
I'm gutted to see Konami spend two years to make this. The build-up to release, the trailers, the promos have been like someone has taken the piss. All Pez fans hoped two-year cycle would end up with something incredible and moddable on the PC. Instead, we have what looks like a game in a t- uh, a ten-year-old, <laughs> a game that a ten-year-old made, catering to mobile and microtransactions. All while FIFA seems to have taken a step in the right direction on next gen. I could go on and on about Pez. But I'll just leave it here with the franchise I grew up playing and loving is now as bad and as unrecognisable as it's ever been. Yeah, that's really sad. Obviously, there are hardcore Pez fans and and I was, you know, Pez was was life when I was younger, but just moved over to FIFA. But for those who have loved Pez, it may not have been as popular as FIFA for the reasons that Carl's mentioned. But yeah, to to see this now be the end point, it's like, okay, Great. Really well, we've gone. said we've said privately before is that you know the new FIFA is crap, right? I hate it. Um, I'm still going to play it because you know we we play pro clubs and stuff. But um, I the fact that they haven't got any competition anymore is absolutely devastating because they're just going to keep turning out the crap. Like if if a proper if a football game comes along and feels like football, then great. But FIFA's not that. And they're not going to change their ways until a football game comes and does that and, you know, makes them make changes. It's not going to happen and Pez isn't going to do it. What a mess. What a mess of a There is another game coming out, though. I I, I can't remember what it's called, but I remember seeing teasers for like this. And I think I put it in a Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I do remember So hopefully something something will happen, but yeah. Yeah, it it had a big developer behind it, didn't it? Um, I don't know. I I remember... them mentioning it's done in Unreal Engine, but I can't remember who actually was developing it. But we just need. Okay, we need well, do you remember well, the old actual soccer, virtual striker? You know, I you know there's there's like five, six, seven football games now. Everyone just like, what's the point? Sarah, you're a football fan, right? I am not. I'm afraid. Well, I'm not. Ah. Oh, you're not. I swear, I've seen you tweet about it. I'm not. I don't dislike football. That was, um, that was around England, wasn't that around the Euros, wasn't it? Yeah, like I got, I got really into it for like the World Cup, whenever the last one of those was. Um, I got really into it for the Euros. I just don't have like, a, a, like a local club or. Well, you don't have a team. Yeah. Are we going to have to pick you a team? Possibly. Tranmere. Who? No. <laughs> yeah, should we send everyone to Tranmere? Well, that's that's who we did. For, that's who we sent Sean to. Sean didn't have a club, and we said, "Who's your local club?" And he said, "Tranmere." <laughs> and we said, "All right, well, you support Tranmere then." And then we found out that their team nickname was the White Army, and thought, oh, "Okay, right, maybe no. we maybe yeah, pick someone else." <laughs> but Sean was bang up for it. He was like, "No, nah, that's a great nickname." Um, you know, but that's that's Sean Bell for you. Uh, okay, all right. We're gonna have to have a think about who you're gonna support. We got we got to pick you. Uh, we got to pick you a good team. Um, right? I don't know why. <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean, mean if you don't like football, you don't like football. I mean, it's definitely it's, it's I, definitely something like I've tried thinking about. But I'm I I mean I'm I'm so I'm originally from. How far do you get? Well, it's like before you go. Nah, actually, no. There's there's a very small number of teams that I actually know. Okay, so it's like, let's, 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 let's start and, there. Let's start there. And I, and I feel like the, the obvious one is to go with like your hometown, right? Which for me yeah, is Portsmouth. Yeah. Oh, mm. Portsmouth. Okay. Uh, okay. And they're not very good. <laughs> um, no, they're not. No, I, yeah, they but, were. Yeah. <laughs> but also, they've been worse. Like, what? Are they League One, League Two? I don't know. They're League One now, league I one, think. Yeah. 
I can't remember who's there. Is, is Kenny Jackett's not their manager anymore, is he? No, not anymore, no. Uh, what a name that is. Kenny Jackett. Yeah, just go a pause. You also get a bit more cred for going like a, a lower league side. Not like, well, my local team is Man- you know, Manchester City. You know, that's, that's good. You can see them work their way up. Yeah, yeah, true. Mate, Matt, Matt, yes, your advice is ridiculous. You, you were born and brought up in Bognor and you support Palace. No, my, my family were from London. But Fair that, enough. And they've all, all but you're trying Palace. to say, yeah, support, support your local team, support your local well, team. Well, if we, go, if we go with like local teams now, for me, it's Palace. Well, brilliant. Oh, God, Tick. right. I got my second COVID jab at their stadium. Oh, okay. It's the, it's the weirdest stadium. We pulled into a Sainsbury's car park in right, the football not... stadium. So yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 a, it's a horrible stadium. It's a horrible well, stadium. Well, it it is seats. a location for Ted Lasso, so it's not that horrible. I think, if anything, it's a... Uh... It's, it's, it's yeah, who was supposed old. to be a joke of a football well, club? I don't know if you've seen show, it. Though. Great show. Do, let me ask you a couple of questions. Do you like flags? Yes. Okay. If they've, well, if they've got Palace cool... are the club for you. Do you like the film Saw? <laughs> That's what you do, don't you? Um, I, I mean, I, I do, but I'm interested as to where this uh, line of questioning is going okay. now. This is, this is, no, is this just there's a very famous... <laughs> There's a very famous photo of Palace fans holding up a picture uh, that they drew of the the puppet guy from Saw with the words "Let the games begin" written underneath <laughs> it in what must be the most cringe thing that I've ever seen at a football stadium. Oh no, I can't. I quite like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay, right. Like okay, Palace you're a Palace fan. fan, which also means this is your last appearance. <laughs> On the show. Over my dead body, David. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, for the football chat. Should we move on? Yes. Uh, Rudgy, evening all. Just want to say a big thanks for my shout out two weeks ago from Dr. Farley. I'm pleased to say that I managed to complete the London Marathon in four hours, one minute and 47 seconds and raised over 3K for Birmingham Children's Hospital. Thanks to all Wee. those who donated. To highlight the whole thing, apart from the shout out from James, obviously, was passing a rather sweaty looking Mario about mile 20. <laughs> Needless to say, my first question was, if TC Jessica were to run the marathon, which video game character would they dress up as? Love and hugs from a knackered but happy Rudgy. Well, first of all, congratulations, Rudgy. Not only is that amazing finishing the marathon, but raising money as well for Birmingham Children's Hospital. That, that's incredible. And that's a great time as well. But, yeah, but let's get to the... Who are you dressing as, Matt? Um, who am I dressing as? Bayonetta? Uh, well, no. I mean, that, 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 would, that would be a good uh, costume. Well, apart from the heels, you'd have to swap the gun shoes oh, yeah, out shit. for trainers. <laughs> you'd have to swap the, the gun the, heels. Like, the, like, skin-tight catsuit, like, that's, that's actually not yeah. bad to run in. You're not going to have that's to shake it. That's a run- runnable outfit, right? But, but what if you changed, like, the gun shoes for, like, rockets? So when you get really tired, you could just sort of, like, blast into the air for a, a mile or two. <laughs> is that how they work? Yes. That's how rocket shoes work, isn't it? I don't know. I've never famously, bought yeah. That's how they work. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you'd have to go with Sonic, right? I was thinking about going as the Sega Rally Arcade cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> well, the four-player one. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would, people I, just like trying to get around you. Or I'll just find a way because I, I absolutely love those um, outfits where it looks like it looks like the person's being like held up, and you know. You know what I mean? Where it looks like it's like a bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like the, yeah. The, the human person in suit is like in a box, but it looks like, anyway, I want something that, 
but with a cat character. I don't know. Maybe there was, in- I was watching a YouTube video of an Ipswich Town fan going to an Accrington Stanley game and Ipswich had lost the game and he was interviewing people like in Arsenal fan t- TV style with like a bear holding him, you know, like one yeah, of those outfits where like a bear was stuff, holding yeah. him on his shoulders and he just looked so upset because he'd just been beaten by Accrington Stanley and he's interviewing people like, <laughs> like a little cartoon bear was holding him up. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, I would genuinely go, similar idea, but it would be like a, it would be a Mario Kart one. So I'd have the cart by my waist or whatever and I'll be Bowser in a, in a cart and then I'd just start lobbing like green shells at people as they're running past. That's what I'd be doing. I don't think you're allowed to send him into get... London Marathon. What, green shells? Yeah, you can't. Fucking, what has happened in this bleeding country? Can't even talk bleeding. What, what, what are you saying? What do you, who do you dress up as? So I have done, I haven't done the London Marathon, but I have done two of the Disneyland Paris half marathons where we had to dress wow. as Disney characters. Well, we didn't have to, but we decided to dress as Disney characters uh so there was one where i was elsa from frozen 2 where she has the kind of blue jumpsuit with the like kind of frosty scarf skirt thing yeah i, I think i'd get that yeah i, understand. I can't remember what i did the other half oh the other half marathon i did as uh maleficent so i just had like black leggings black vest top and a cape I do not recommend running in a cape. I think I got about two miles in <laughs> before happened? I just like chucked it in a bin because it was too annoying. <laughs> really? And then like this, like, <laughs> what, what's annoying about it? Because it's tugging on your neck. Yeah, and it's it was just it was just real cheap as well. So I tied it to like <laughs> the straps on my vest, so I didn't have to tie it around my neck. But it just got really annoying, and I think like the weather was kind of bad, so it just got wet, and it was just like damp. Yeah. Just like running with a parachute on. Yeah, it was like damp and clingy and gross, but if it had to be if it had to be video I'd game go, I, If I was doing a Disney one, I'd go as the old man is up. I bet there was loads of that though, right? Uh, there just must have been. Running along with a little walker with the tennis balls on the thing. Yeah, there must all over have that. Been. Yeah, or, or, or with a house raised by balloons and running along with that, I could do that. Yeah. I could do that, I reckon. Yeah, fucking right. Okay, but who yeah. who out of okay? So g- based on your other co-hosts, who is the dog? Who is the little boy? And who is the weird bird? If you're going as uh, the old Matt's man, weird bird. <laughs> what? Um, Matt's weird bird. Uh, oh, it's a toss up between the dog and the dog's really happy all the time. So probably James. Just, just, because just, it'd annoy him. Just him running around, and Sean to be the little boy. He looks like a little scout, doesn't he? Sean Bell. I was, I was, I was, was going to say that maybe, maybe James could go as the old man, but I don't know if I should say that considering I haven't actually met him. So I, I feel like I shouldn't <laughs> now start on James. He is the old man. He is the old yeah, man. I mean, you're absolutely right. So, fa- factually, that is correct. So I don't, I think that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, hey guy, I love the fact that you squashed the beef with Matt <laughs> and served up a prime <laughs> steak for James rib. Farley. <laughs> uh, right, okay, go on, next question. Okay, um, Luke, some haze, I always listened right to the end of the podcast. This is due to a combination of laziness and the FOMO that there might be one last funny little gag to chuckle in at the end of the show. Um, yes. Um and then there's some other PS and PPSs around like T800s and Invisible Woman. But, um, you know, because we talked about the Fantastic Four. 
Yeah, PS I think the Invisible Woman can make force fields. I mean, that's great feedback, isn't it? PPS, the T-800 is a model of the robotic metal skeleton, whereas Model 101 refers to the Arnold Schwarzenegger skin it wears over the outside. Thank, Here we go. That, that There's is, a little bit that of Terminator great lore for you. Follow up. That is great follow-up. Thank you, Luke. We're going to end with Josh Crow. Dear TCGS coffee makers, just want to hop on the bandwagon with regard to showering you with praise. Oh, no. Can't believe I left this one in here. Uh, I've been a listener since the Joypod slash Midnight Resistance days, and I've gotten so used to the dynamics between all of you that TCGS has easily become the highlight of my week. You've got me through the good times and the bad, and I cannot thank you enough for continuing just what you do. Uh, it really does feel like I'm having a chat with some friends and the quality is in, uh, invaluable. Also, seeing as Sarah is due to be on this episode, I'd like to say it's an absolute delight to hear her and I appreciate the nuance that comes with a female perspective. Basically, the long and short of it is that as long as you're, uh, you're all doing a bang-up job and as this episode is coming out on my birthday, I should enjoy it a little bit more. Keep up the stellar work from Josh. Well, happy birthday, happy Josh birthday, Crow. Josh. Happy birthday, Josh. Yeah. Saved, saved um, thirty four quid there. That's a, a love, lovely little, lovely little move. Unlike, you know, a bitch in sync. Just out of pure curiosity, how did you hear it? How did you find us, Sarah? I okay. So it was like the first summer we were in lockdown, and I decided that I was going to start like going for walks because for like the five months prior, I'd just been drinking and eating takeaway and not really doing a whole lot of <laughs> anything else. Yeah. Well, so I was like, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to start going for The glory days. And I was like, I'm also going to get into podcasts. So I literally just went on, <laughs> I just went on Spotify and just typed in computer game podcast, like computer games yes, into, into Spotify. <laughs> and it was the first one that came up. And I was like, oh, I know Sean. So yeah, I started listening that way. Have you tried any others? Please say you tried uh, Kane of Rinse and you hated it. Did no, you try Kane of Rinse and hate it? No. no shame. Um, I, shame. The other one I listened to is Play, Watch, Listen with Alana Pierce, oh, yeah, Mike Alana Bithell, Co, yeah. Troy Baker and Austin Wintery who did the music for Journey. Oh, I will check that out. I've not listened to that one. Um uh, but yeah, and I still listen to video game podcasts all day, every day. I'm, I'm still obsessed with them. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. Are we done with the feedback? We are done with feedback. If you want to leave us feedback, go to tcgs.co slash dear tcgs. Okay, um, we know what time it is. And it's an exciting time. Oh, it's uh, time for James Farley's attempt at an advert for Blue Yeti microphones. Are we ready? Um, oh, sorry, I've got something to say, actually. He messaged me, saying so I've got to say something. Okay, what, 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 why is it every, why all these allowances for James? Everyone else just played their advert. He's been fretting about this for two weeks now. He he tried to bump Sean from last week. He just went, I want mine played. And it was like, well, no, it's Sean's turn. No, I, I don't want to be last. Well, it doesn't matter what you want, mate. It's Sean's turn. James so says, now he's last. James he's, said to me, also... Can it be made clear that I made mine at the same time as Sean's? Right. Okay. 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 All right. I already don't believe that. Well, that's Let's give what it a I was told, and I think I said I'll, I'll, I'll mention it. I'll mention it. Let's so, give it a uh, listen. I've done, Come on. I've done, I've done the, uh, the small print there. Okay. Let's go. Thank you.
the world's number one professional multi-pattern USB microphone. Yeti's tri-capsule technology condenser microphones have four different pattern settings offering incredible flexibility. You can record studio quality vocals for music, podcasts, Twitch streaming, YouTube videos or any audio project that would normally require multiple microphones. Blue Yeti Blue Yeti With its unique and innovative design, the Boo Yeti can be ready to work in seconds. Sound quality can be optimised by adjusting and pivoting the mic, and it has easy control for muting and unmuting. The Blue Yeti is both Mac and PC compatible with USB. It is equipped with 3.5mm headphone jack, allowing you to listen to the recording in real time. So, head to bluemic.com and enter code YETIPOD15 for 15% off your new Blue Yeti and start creating and sharing now. Okay. 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 <laughs> I mean, I, I did not expect that from James Farley. I'll be completely honest. That has taken me by surprise, that one. I mean, I did expect I did not... a fat beat, and I think you've delivered. I liked the... Well, yeah. I liked the real kind of ambient piano-y bits, like about halfway through. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit experimental, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, also... You know, the the message at the start about him recording this at the same time as Sean, I'm not so sure. I thought he thought, I'll get the votes by getting the kids involved. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> there will be a vote on who created the best podcast, and that is the last um, Blue Yeti podcast at the moment. Uh, you never know. <laughs> they might have loved those adverts so much that they sign up for a year instantly. Oh, my um, God. I'm not you. sure I can do 52 songs, but, <laughs> but maybe <laughs> I can. I can. I uh, I would like to thank uh, Blue Mics f- um, for uh, Blue Yeti microphones for uh, supporting the show. We appreciate y'all, and uh, yeah, go go and get your Blue Yeti microphones. Right? Are we are we done? Are we going to news? We are. Well, I'm still trying Let's to get my head news. around that. Um, yeah, no, Matt, no, I know. I was going to be thinking about that for a long time. I'm afraid a yeah. long time. Should we get to the news, Matt? You're going to be the newsman this week, I'm are you? The news hound this week. It was, you know, it was so good. I could just like choose the news stories. You know what I thought are the biggest of the week. There wasn't like, no, this is boring, and no one gives a fuck about this. I mean, yeah, I got to. I did have to cut a few though. You did have to. Cut I a few. did. Yeah. I mean, there yeah, was I did have like to cut a few. ten or eleven. You had to cut. I mean, I thought we'd have a right old j- jumbo news. Uh, we we didn't. It's fine. A jumbo, a jumbo news map. A jumbo. Is that is that what is is that your new? Are you oh, working a, a new nickname map? into it? I don't know. You're no you're no longer the big gun, but you're the jumbo news map. Okay, okay, let's go. Okay, over to the studio for this week's edition of Jumbo News Map. Jumbo News Map. We're gonna start with Twitch having a major major leak. Um, 
yeah, basically data was exposed in this massive leak, not just um, not just users' accounts and whatnot, although they have said that login details have not been leaked, uh, but also like the the earnings of streamers on the platform, uh, even that source code for Twitch uh, was leaked, and loads of people, not just Twitch, but OBS, which is like a streaming software, they're like, you know, you should probably disconnect things. Uh, lots, lots of people were saying you should, you should definitely change your password. I mean, this definitely encouraged me to change loads of my passwords uh, because you know enough's enough. Uh, yeah, Twitch have said, uh, I, I'll enough's give it a quote, um, which I find quite interesting. We have learned that some data was exposed to the internet due to an error in a Twitch server configuration change that was subsequently accessed by a malicious third party. Our teams are working with urgency to investigate the incident. As the investigation is ongoing, we're still in the process of understanding impact in detail. We understand this situation raises concerns and we want to address some of those here while our investigation continues. At this time, we have no indication that logging credentials have been exposed. We are continuing to investigate. Additionally, full credit card numbers are not stored by Twitch. So for full credit card numbers were not exposed. Um... Yeah, it was it was a big one. I felt a bit weird seeing this news, didn't you? Like, you know, there's part of you that's like, "Ooh, I wonder how much they earn." But at the same time, it's like, "What? Well, just none of my business, is it?" Do you know what I mean? Do you I think mean, that? Well, like, all the stuff about, um, you know, the the how much they earn, like that that kind of didn't come out for a couple of days after. At first, I was like, "Okay, this is this isn't just oh, there's been a leak on there's been like some." A data breach on a website, which happens a lot, and then you're told to you know change your password and whatnot. This was even on like the BBC website. This wasn't just a leak, some a leak of some information. This was source code. This was everything on the site. This was this felt like a massive, massive problem. Um, but it wasn't until a couple of days later where we actually also um, a hacker also published um, a torrent on 4chan which had information about. In not just a source code, but streamer payout records for like the top 100 paid Twitch streamers uh, between like August 2019 to October this year. Top top 1,000, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Well, okay. I, I, the thing I hit well, yeah, because uh, Ian, Ian and TLNA were on the list. Oh, were they? So you could see how much they earned. Yeah, yeah. And he, he said on his show that he believes he didn't have the facts. He said it's there or thereabouts, but they earned a little bit more than what was suggested on there. But this is literally just um, uh, earnings from Twitch, isn't it? It doesn't include, you know, things like bits and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it doesn't I include think. deals, doesn't include sponsorship, doesn't include that. You know, it is just literally Twitch stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it will come as no surprise uh, that there's a distinct lack of diversity in those top earning streamers. Um, uh, men dominate the list. Um, in fact, the top 20 are all male. Um, Pokemane is um, 39th on that lesson, so she's the highest earning woman on the platform. She's 39th, and the majority of these are um, are white men. So th- th- what this league does, uh, not only is it like a security risk and whatnot, um, it, it also you know totally shows a disparity between the top earning streamers and um, and, and and the marginalised streamers and, and other people on the platform. So. This is also like a massive wake-up call, not only just because of all this information's out there, but it really does show in in black and white, you know, or all, all these issues that are there in terms of a lack of diversity on the platform. I feel I feel like though, like obviously, I mean, you you obviously mentioned that it it shows it in black and white, but it is one of those things where it's like we didn't need this leak 
to tell us that? No, we, yeah, no, we yeah, didn't. Yeah, no. you, you're just saying things that, that are obvious from the moment you log into that website, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. All it all it did was just kind of back up what has been guessed at, I suppose, and has been kind of theorised and discussed. This was, yeah, as you say, it was just very much like putting it out there in black and white, and it's like, oh, okay, all those things we've been saying, here's all of the solid proof for it in terms of you know earnings because i think i can't i can't remember what i can't remember what streamer it was who i saw a clip of or a quote or something from and they were basically like yeah i'm i'm one of the biggest streamers on the platform like of course i'm going to be making money from it Mm. i feel i feel i feel like some of the some of the surprise obviously like surprise around the lack of diversity Fair enough, but I feel like the surprise around how much money some of these people are making, it's like, well, yeah, I yeah, just I'm kind of assumed they were making like a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then also you think about the fact that Twitch take half of this. I know like for your partner the revenue split is slightly different, but for most of these, you know, they take they take you know, this is half of what they earn because Twitch get the other half, so it's just think about that. Like this is, you see a lot of these numbers. Are oh, these these are huge numbers that people are earning? But then Twitch have earned all this in a month because they take fifty percent for, you know, for a lot of these. Yeah, and I mean, and then it's, it's what Sarah's saying, though, isn't it? It's yeah. It, I mean, people with big audiences earn a lot of money. Like that's just there's there's no surprise there. There's no shock. Um, so anyone sort of pointing to that and going, "Oh my God, look how much they're earning!" It's going well. Yeah, no. That is that's that's how much yeah yeah I I I failed to see the shock. I, I Twitch is at a weird stage at the moment, isn't it? This year has been very strange for Twitch. I mean, they've had controversial moments, you know, in previous years. This stuff has been going on for a while in terms of, um, you know, how they're treating the people that use their service, uh, bits and pieces like that. But this year, it real feel really feels like a pivotal year of people just thinking. Uh, there was a time where Twitch felt like this real sort of upstart, you know, hidden away portion of the internet in terms of the mainstream or whatever um, uh, that people would go to to watch people play video games. And now it's become, you know, this huge business. And it's been like that for a while, don't get me wrong. But this year just feels like uh, there's there's some work to do here before this is a proper viable platform. Not Not in terms of business, this proves that as a business obviously they're they're earning a lot of money but in terms of it being a sustainable respected platform i don't know man they've got so much work to do i mean but but there's no there's no real evidence that it's not sustainable um it whether it's respected platform that's another thing entirely and you think they they can you you think they can continue acting the way they have over the past two years and and be sustainable off the back of it i mean i haven't seen like twitch's Bottom line, I don't know whether these kind of like, you know, day off Twitch and other things really, truly affect them. They're, they're still in a position where these, you know, th- this list of our top 100 people are making bank and they're getting they're getting out as well. So I don't know what is going to be affecting them in terms of sustainability. Obviously, right now it's a little bit different because in the last like, you know, 18 months or so, we've now come on, had the, um, new, the new trend of, bar, you know, paying for exclusive Twitch contracts 
people who signed to Twitch or people who signed to YouTube. So now they've got to use their revenue in a little bit different ways to actually guarantee or keep names on the platform. That, that may be the thing that ends their or affects their sustainability. But just look at this. This doesn't really tell me anything. And they can have all the scandals they, they have that they, you know, all the scandals every single week. And I'm not sure what, what it's really going to do to them because so many people use the platform. Um, we hope they will make changes as a result of that, but they're still making mm-hmm. money hand over fist because it's still the dominant streaming platform. I mean, you just have to look at YouTube. Like, YouTube has had so many controversies over yeah. the past God knows how long um, from everything from how easy it is to find real, like, extremist content that is is proven to be brainwashing people. Like, how easy it is to get onto that real kind of, you know, white supremacist men's rights activism sort of stuff through to how much they keep demonetizing like lgbtq streamers and you know slightly sensitive topics and all that sort of stuff and like the apocalypse i think the creators were calling it when they massively changed how some of like the monetization and stuff like youtube has had just as if not more controversies than Twitch has, and yeah. every time there's been huge things of you know content creators going, well, we're not going to be on it anymore, and you know they're still going. Do you know the the saddest thing about all this is that there's some mad talent out there on both platforms: YouTube, Guilty. Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, Matt, you've not been on Twitch for, for uh, a while, you know, but, I mean, so on, uh, you can I mean, you can no longer say that. But there's some great talent out there, and I just think they wouldn't it be great if there was a platform that obviously no platform is free of controversial moments. Like I, I don't know if that's even possible. But to have less of it, or to have more of a um, a way of dealing with it than than say Twitch have certainly over the abuse um, and the hate raids and stuff. It's just I know it's a tricky uh, a tricky situation. I know it is, um, but at the same time, responses could be so much better. And for the talent that's on there, they want to feel protected, right? They want to feel part of something. And when there's that gap there, it just I don't know. It feel it makes just makes me feel a little bit uneasy. I used to look at Twitch and think, like, really get excited about it. But the more this stuff comes out, I I kind of think, oh man, this just makes me feel a bit odd coming on here now. I don't know. I don't know. I'm at a weird the place. Thing is, also, we're, the we're like a massive, we're, we're in an internet bubble. Like 90% of the viewers on there aren't really even have heard of this stuff. Like when we hear about things that Twitter does or things that YouTubers or, you know, content creators or anyone does, like it's, it's a, ma- a massive thing that blows up on our timelines. But for 99% of everyone else, like it, they, they don't know. Like, oh, yes, Twitch is that the thing we stream games. Like they wouldn't have an idea that all these, scandals and, and misgivings and, and things that they need to fix are happening on that platform. It's just that we see it mm. every day because we're kind of part of that part of that bubble, aren't we? So I I can't see it in change I can't see it changing. I mean this this did go on the BBC News website, the fact that there been there was a massive data leak, but it's still not gonna change yeah. anything, is it? Okay. Right. Um next news story. EA is exploring the idea of dropping the FIFA name. 
exploring the idea, didn't they register a new name well, today? I mean, you're ruining the news, David. I was going to get to <laughs> Okay, all right. I was going okay, to get just to that. Making sure. um, so they put out a blog post that basically celebrating ultimately like all the, uh, the the sales that FIBA 22's had. It's obviously sold incredibly well, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but at the end of that, or near the end of that blog, uh, just kind of dropped in the last paragraph, they say, as we look ahead, we're also exploring the idea of renaming our global EA Sports football games. That means football is in like soccer, not football. Uh, this means we're reviewing our naming rights agreement with FIFA, which is separate from our other official partnerships and licenses across the world. Obviously, at this point, you know, people are like, well, what's it even going to be called? But today there was an update. Um, I got this on VGC saying that Electronic Arts, Arts has filed multiple trademark applications for EA Sports FC, which could potentially be the new name for its FIFA football franchise should it rebrand the series as it's currently considering. Um, EA Sports FC. That's terrible. I but the thing like is, like, EA Sports is- FC, I saw that even just like... Uh, over the week, the, over the weekend, I went to went to town. That's that's, that's a boring story. It's not. It's just, I went to the shops. And, and, <laughs> well, okay, don't dwell on how boring no, no. it is. Let's and, get and, to the and main basically, part. in the window for maybe it was like Sports Direct or something, it had like a massive FIFA twenty two like advert. Those like boxes showing the PlayStation like game and Xbox game, and and they had like FIFA football kits which said, yeah, it said, um, it said like EA Sports FC on it. So. This might not necessarily be the name of a game. It might just be. Oh, I see. They're, what you're they're saying. trying to. It might just be a club brand or out. Yeah, that, that makes that sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense actually. I mean, yeah. Sorry, Sarah. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that it doesn't matter what they rename it to. Everyone will just call it FIFA anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it, isn't it? Totally right. I think they will for a while. I mean, the people still call e- e- yeah, what was it eFootball Pez? Like they're still just calling it Pez. Um. I don't know. I I think this is a power move. I don't think this is anything really. I think FIFA come up with a price for them to license the name for the next so many years, and it was ridiculous because we all know what FIFA are like. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think EA are just saying we literally don't need you. We can name it what we want because they're big enough now. You know, they've got no competition. No one will really care. They'll still call it FIFA, as you say. Um, I think it's, it's just a bit of muscle flexing out in public at oh, the moment. Oh, it totally is. Yeah, I mean, if they called it EA, EA football, was it eFootball? I mean, it, no one would care. Everyone, like I said, everyone called it pairs, and later they call it EA football, and we'll forget it's called FIFA. It's um, In some ways, I have thought about this in the past. It's just weird it's called FIFA, because FIFA obviously is the name of the, the football governing body, whereas it's also the game. But it, it's just so synonymous. Like, that's just the name of that football game. But if you think about yeah. it, it's the name of that governing body. It's not a name of a computer game. So well, I guess well, they named got, it to something like. But you've got like uh, the Matt Madden. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have got John Madden. Yeah, but that's yeah. not Ma- that's not Madden anymore either, is it? Is it still called Madden? Yeah, I think that is called, yes. yeah, still called Madden. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Also, that's weird. What does um, what does FIFA stand for? Oh my god! <laughs> is it Federation of International? F- no. Football, the Federation of International Football Association. It's yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, I mean, I could Google it. Oh my god! I feel like How you, do we not know this? Okay, yeah. So it's French. It's Federation Internationale de Football Association. Right. Okay, uh, I was close. I was close. I, I, I'm going to take that as a win on that one. I'll take that as a win. I stepped up yeah, first. I come up with. Thank you. Just, just about saved us. Um, They'd have given me that on catchphrase. They'd have given me that. Um, I, I, but what I'd love them to like rename it to something like Fofu. 
just, it sounds just slightly different. Fofi. Are you getting the new... F- yeah, Fofi. Fofi 23. I'm there. I'll get a Fofi 23. Well, I think- yeah, I'll get that. Do you want to go with a Fofi? I feel like they, they can't... They won't call it just like EA football. Because FIFA does sell in the US. Like, it's not... It doesn't sell a lot, obviously not compared to like Madden. Oh, you're saying that they couldn't call it football because it's not a worldwide thing. Yeah, that still annoys unless, me. Unless unless they call it, it unless they call it like EA football, and then in the US it's called like EA soccer. Look, I've got no, nothing against no, Americans. No, they call it soccer right? worldwide, and it will make me want to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, EA the, soccer. The, 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 the um, uh, like I, you know, I've got nothing against Americans. Don't you know? Think I'm having a go at Americans here? here we but go. when. An American guy says to me, why do you, why do you get so upset when we call it soccer? And I go, well, because, because it's called football. You invented a game and just went, fuck it, we call it football. Even though... And, and now you're getting angry at us because you're calling our sport a different name. Yes, and I know the history of it. It's all football. Technically, rugby is called football as well. But also, you don't use your feet in fucking... Well, you do use your feet, but only for a little bit in American football, all right? Cool. Well, maybe we should come up with a different name for American football over here Pro and just ball. start calling it that. <laughs> what did you call Pro it? Ball. Pro ball. No, throw ball. Not throw throw ball. ball. But what about, I you meant pro but what about ball. when they run with it? That's nice. Yeah. Rumble. rumble. <laughs> <laughs> now we're watching some rumble. There's throw ball. There's kickball. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, well, call yours what you want. It's football. We invented it. Now, fuck off. Um, yeah, I think... <laughs> did we, though? Um, Did we though? Isn't yeah. there that's disputed, isn't it? Didn't Scotland invent it technically? Um, okay, well, I call it football. I don't know. Actually, that wasn't a Scottish accent. What this. was that? <laughs> no, that was <laughs> a Scottish accent. On a, right, we're getting into watch. controversial techniques. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to watch a documentary on how football started now. But I, 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 yeah, I sort of remember that it was split yeah. out into uh, about 50 different football, sports at one I wouldn't point. be surprised. On it, it'll be soccer, and it? it'll be soccer. Let's just admit that it would be EA soccer. It'll be EA soccer. Oh, and whatever. Oh, they'll, no, Everyone they'll never, FIFA. they'll never call it EA soccer over here. They'll have like two different names. You reckon? Yeah. No, no. Mm, I can't. Sounds like I a bet. can't. It sounds like I, a bet. Yeah, I, I will, I will quite happily take that bet. <gasps> we've got a bet. It I do, I do, Sarah. I do not see them ever calling it soccer in the UK. Sarah, so have you listened to the show while there's been a bet on? Uh, I've heard, I've heard mentions of bets. Oh my Sarah, god, they're, they're, you, they're quite important. Did you hear on this sorry, show. the time, Sarah, when I bet that there'll be a low-priced Xbox, and yet I lost the bet on some technicality bullshit? Oh yeah, yeah. The technicality bullshit was when me and James said you're not allowed to. Um, a budget console doesn't count. That that but was that was the techno- priced. That is such fucking bollocks, and you know it. What do you mean a budget console doesn't we count? We played you, tra- right? Okay, let's yeah, do this. I mean, let's, let's, I, not I, into, let's not get into this. I've, def- I've definitely heard Matt. enough of the bets to know that all of you are sore losers and will find every <laughs> loophole <laughs> possible. To be fair, to not lose a only bet. Matt is the sore loser. Why? Like, I, James- right? Okay, this is the last time I'm going to explain this. When I say. The Xbox will be cheaper than the PlayStation, and then the cheaper yeah. Xbox. You know, like that doesn't count. Like, right? I, I can, right. I can about, read the future. What about Matt? The price what about is low. Matt? What about Matt? 
when we made the bet and I played you the clip of you going, oh, what if they do a, a, a budget version of the Xbox? And I said, no, 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 none of that is included. That's ridiculous. I don't remember that. Right, okay, I literally played it to you on the show. Uh, um, so I'll, I'll dig it out again if we want. No, I'll no, we'll play it next week. No we, we'll put it at the start of every show let's, there let, for the next month. Let, let's not waste Sarah's time. Um, I think right, okay. um, <laughs> that sounds like bollocks, but yeah. Uh, right, so what's the bet between you two then? What's the bet? So if they rename this, this bet only becomes active if they rename it. Yeah. Sarah, you're suggesting that they will have different names for different territories. My, and you're saying it would be a worldwide name. No. I, Is that the bet? I, yeah. I bet that it will not be called EA Soccer in the UK. Mm, okay. Implying that it will either have different names for different regions or a completely different name altogether. But I they will they will not call it soccer in the UK or Europe. Right. So so the bet is they will not use the word soccer in the name for the new FIFA in Europe or the UK. Yeah. Right. Matt. Hmm. Well, my my bet is that they will have one global name. And they can't call it football, where soccer's a global No, 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 that's not what the bet is, though. <laughs> I'm going to get fucked. I should remember... Right, these words are going to be replayed in about 100 episodes time, so I need to think about this. Yep. First of all, hello, Matt from the future. Um, they're probably, <laughs> made, they're probably going to screw you, okay? So just, you know, um, it's not going to instead a moment. Um, okay, I... What was the bet again? So Sarah's saying that if they rename FIFA... They mm-hmm. will not use soccer in the title of the new game in Europe and the UK. Yeah. <laughs> and you're saying mm. they will? I my my thought was that they would have one name rather than two for different territories. Right. But are you going to take Sarah up on that bet? Should we bet that I don't think they'll have two names for different territories? And you think they will? No, I'm not I'm not saying that they will have two names. I'm just saying because because they might go with something like EA Sports at FC. My bet is that soccer will not be part of the name in <laughs> Okay. European, to, in Europe I'm or the to... UK, which is either which can be inter- which I will win the bet if it is either separate names for different regions or it's something like EA Sports FC and the word football or soccer is not in the name. Okay, Matt. I've made my decision and I will politely decline this bet. (laughs) 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 No, no, I'm not doing it. Forget, fuck, I said no more bets. I can't believe I was so close there. You almost had me there. You almost... No, 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 no. I I I think I've just heard how you guys do bets enough that I know how <laughs> carefully I have to word it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you need to be careful. Yeah, no, but, no, but also, no, 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 no. I just need to make also, it ironclad. No, no, no. Can no, no. someone call KFC because they're missing a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, maybe you should go spec No, no, that's fine. That's Matt, Matt, you... <laughs> Matt, you... That's fine. It's fine. You're a big chicken. That is fine. I'm a big... Yeah, let's move on. Yes. Um, Rockstar has announced a Grand Theft Auto trilogy. It's been leaked um, and rumoured for a long time, and we finally got a confirmation that the Grand Theft Auto... fuck all to them? (laughs) By the sounds of it? No, 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 no. So GTA trilogy is actually called 
Grand Theft Auto colon the trilogy dash the definitive edition. It Terrible name. will include G- Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City and San Andreas. Um, mm-hmm. And it will come out for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, con- Xbox Series consoles, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And in 2022, it's actually coming to iOS and Android. No, no, no mention of a release date officially, but some people today were saying December. I can't remember if something leaked or whatever. But yeah, this is happening. They, in terms of what's been changed, um, they have said. L- let me get a quote here. Um, they have said uh, will feature across the board upgrades including graphical improvements and modern gameplay enhancements for all three titles while still maintaining the classic look and feel of the originals yeah I just kind of hope well, part of me hope for them to rebuild them but then at the end of the day I'd rather them just release a new one at that point so I don't know it's cool it might be good I'd I, I really like to know what they do with the gameplay improvements because as we know those games were hard to play uh, yeah. Certainly, when it comes to shooting, it was it was pretty rough. So hopefully, they've smoothed that all out. Because um, I wouldn't mind playing San Andreas. It's the only one that I haven't played. Oh, re- oh, oh really? I absolutely love San Andreas. You never played it. Yeah, What's put, what happened? No, I, City? okay. I put I put about two hours into it, maybe three, and then I sort of lost lost interest. Oh my um, god! But I, yeah, completed GTA three, completed um, Vice City um, four and five. But yeah, I never. Never got that far into San Andreas. I think it was at the time. It was all of the go to the do the was it exercising, go to the uh, the fast food place to eat. You know, it was all that sort of stuff. And I I found it's like a little bit too much busy work. Um, That's one of the ones I love the most, actually. Well, I will say, what do you think about GTA? I've never properly played a GTA. Oh mate, that's a stream. Uh, get, get on GTA 5. Oh, no. No, see, GTA 5 is the one that I have played a little bit of because me and a few friends were going to um, play the online. And I think I got like 20 minutes into it and I had to stop because I hated the controls. All oh, right. Okay. All right. Um, I don't think the controls in the main game are that this outrageous. Is, this this was in the main game because you have to do... You have to do like a certain oh, amount of the right. main game to unlock the online. Um, you yes. do that bit in the snow, don't you? Yeah, so I did all of that like intro mission. And then then when it goes to like modern, like the current day and you're in the city and you steal a car and then the police start chasing you like real early in. Um, just I, I Sounds like GTA hated, to me. hated how the car's controlled. Um, oh really yeah and i was like no no i'm not yeah i mean the handling of gta vehicles if you've ever played any kind of racing game worth half its you know any half decent racing game yeah these control like boxes basically on wheels yeah i don't mind i've I've always liked it because it it, i've always liked it it just feels like you could spin out at any moment and stuff yeah um it could get frustrating in the older games it could get really frustrating because you spin out, you're kind of done. You can't blow up, blow up or whatever. And you just be like, I was in the middle of a mission. But the checkpointing was a lot better in uh, yeah. the later ones. So. Sound Race was one of the ones I loved the most because, and some people complained it was like too big because you had the city, you had a massive kind of countryside area, you had, uh, you know, other, it was basically a huge, huge game. But I absolutely, I absolutely love Sound Race. Uh, two other things around this that are worth mentioning. 
um, all existing versions of GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas are actually leaving consoles, digital stores this week. So okay, oh. I, they haven't given a date, but if you want to get these, get them now because they're going to go, and then they'll obviously get you to get the enhanced version yeah, or the enhanced sense. trilogy instead. And have you um, have you seen the prices for the enhanced no, trilogy? No, nothing's been announced yet, is it? Uh, I think I think what I saw then they came from a leak from a retailer. Okay. Do you want a Aaron retailer? Aaron retailer, my favourite retailer. Yeah. I mean, I'm expecting full, <laughs> a full PS5 price, but they are. Yeah, I, I right, guess I'm okay. not surprised. Am I surprised? Really? No, I guess I'm not. No, I, I just I'm a little bit surprised. Well, did you think hey, it let's see, let's see what work? Uh, let's see, see how much work's gone into them. I like I like to see what they look like and what changes they've made first before. But but they are three very old games. Yeah, that, but yeah. it's also it's three games. I, I I I'm yeah, but it's also it's Rockstar. I'm not surprised in the slightest that even if they did fuck all, like hey, we released them on PS5 at sixty quid. That's not surprise me at all. Um, on on PS stuff, on PS5 at seventy. Okay, right. That's, um... on, P- on PS5 and Series X, it's 70. On PC, Xbox One and PS4, it's 60. I think Switch might be 60 as well. We'll see. We'll see. It won't be set on Xbox, there's, surely. Uh, I, I'm always worried hard. about commenting on the, um, that sort of stuff. Let's see what, let's yeah. see what shape they're in and... And what price they're coming out at. But I'm interested. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely Mainly for San Andreas. Yeah. Another thing... Vice City was so good. Vice City was amazing. But speaking about Vice City, and I guess San Andreas too, is like, what makes these games so brilliant is the soundtrack. And other people were commenting online saying, how, what are they doing licensing-wise? Because often when these, well, with all games, licenses expire, and that's why certain games have had to be pulled off stores in the past because yeah. the license expired. Now... Or the music gets changed because my... um. My boyfriend was playing Crazy Taxi on PC at the oh, weekend, yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's, that. that's yeah. just had all the music changed. Does it? What, does yeah. it still have the Offspring? No, it, all the oh, all the like license, gone. Yeah, all the like license tracks are gone, and it's just this kind of generic punk <laughs> sort wow. of video game punk type. It's not. It's not a bad soundtrack, but obviously, if you're used to hearing. You know the offspring, and it's yeah, they've now got not the offspring on there. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, if if I worked there, I'd be like, okay, just get the best cover band or cover band to make all these artists and recreate the entire soundtrack with cover band. No, 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 Matt, that's not how it works, mate. The, the, I mean, if a cover band comes in and makes a track from a real artist, the real artist still gets royalties for that. They wrote it, yeah, or they had to buy a license to do it. You can't just unless recreate the music. <laughs> Unless you play no. it live, and then you're fine. But yeah, if you're if you're recording it Do and using then. it in any commercial way, then yeah, you still have to pay licenses, even okay, if you're recording well, it live. Are you suggesting that they play it live and stream it to the game while people are playing it? Yeah, I'm yeah. suggesting they all the all the cover bands who from artists who did the Crazy Taxi soundtrack do a live gig, and that is streamed to yeah. That's what I'm suggesting. Yeah, you imagine imagine getting that job. Okay, you're going to cover the Offspring. We've got to stream it live to people playing it, so it's 24-7 around the world for the next five years. I mean, Just constantly I, I going, would go yeah, to, yeah, yeah, I yeah. would go to that gig. 
I would go to a crazy taxi gig. That's Don't, a great you're soundtrack. not allowed to go. <laughs> crazy taxi gig. Okay. All right. We've we've talked this one to death. GTA trilogy is coming out. Let's see what it looks like when uh, when they release stuff. Yeah. I I think I'm almost unless it's a disaster. I'm almost certainly going to buy it because I can't wait to see what it's like. And I loved it. I loved even GTA three, let alone Vice City and San Andreas. I'd like to know how well the humour holds up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I bet they've gone through that script with a fine tooth comb. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope. Okay, next, um, Sky is partnering with Microsoft on a Kinect-like camera. Um, this comes because uh, last week Sky announced uh, a new TV. It's called Sky Glass. It's based like an all-in-one TV. doesn't require like satellite dish. doesn't require a Skybox. And as part of that, you can buy a Sky Glass camera. And it looks like a Kinect. Uh, and they're actually working with Microsoft as well to, to create software for it. And you can say things like... Uh, Sky Xbox and it will, you know, turn your Xbox on. It's even got like games uh, with it, like Fruit Ninja. Of course, there was a Connect version of Fruit Ninja, and you can also. Like, so they watch... just had a bunch in a warehouse. Didn't oh they? my god, and I was just thinking that. Sky, Microsoft's is it? like, come on, Sky, we've got too many of these things. Do you want to create a camera for a TV? Yeah, go on in. I mean, or, it... or, or Sky have just been round to loads of CEXs. Going, <laughs> yeah, have you got any Connects? Uh, we've got a bunch of games to trade in. We've got a bunch of Sky remotes to trade in. How much would you give us for these? Yeah, I really want uh, that. Well, we've got to test them 2. first. 2.0. So, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. connect back. You can also, um, using this camera, you can actually watch Sky with your friends. So, again, like, didn't Connect have that, where you can, like, using the Sky TV app on your Xbox or your Sky... No, or I think your that was Xbox. the idea, whether it ever got to that, I don't know. But No, it came out. All your Xbox avatars watching the football together. Um, so, Connect is back. The, the the thing that we got out of Connect, right, was that they should have made these consoles like Alexa boxes, you know, turn them into the home hub thing where you can talk at it and it will play music or whatever or whatever. Um, oh, sorry, Windy Pops. Um, the, 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 there's just the fact that Microsoft have just ditched that whole idea of voice controlling your, your Xbox is mad to me because it's so good in that first six months that the xbox one come out yeah i don't think people want this it's been proven to be a bit of a dud yeah especially as you said in today's age of like smart devices uh, i mean this is one of the things we hope for before new consoles were announced it never truly happened but yeah. like you know have it so the pad or the console is constantly listening and you can you know not everyone is into voice commands but a lot of people are kind of more used to it now with things like siri and Alexa and whatnot, like you know, just if I walk in the room, it's always listening. So yeah, Xbox on or so on and so forth. I think that'd be good, but clearly they like let's just focus on the games because last time we created, we went another direction with TV and you know connects and stuff. It didn't go right for them, so I guess everyone's just kept it simple. But I, I wouldn't mind that kind of stuff. Yeah, weird, isn't it? All right. I mean, I'll just say that I'll be I'll be all in on this if they release a new version of Beehive Bedlam. <laughs> yes, Beehive Bedlam. Yes, I well, remember I mean, that. If Beehive Bedlam was a Connect game, there's a ninety nine cent chance it's probably on this. this it wasn't. New TV, it wasn't. So. It wasn't. It wasn't a Connect game. It was on the Sky. No, it, was it was on the original, original Skyboxes. Skyboxes. Oh, right. oh yeah. yeah. So I didn't have Sky back in those days because um, I was happy. Yeah, with not four did channels. I. But uh, not did I. But. Um, like a, a family friend did, and every time I was around it, I was like, "Well, I'm playing Beehive Bedlam for the whole time I'm here yeah. anyway, so uh, get get out." Um, oh man, um, what, what kind of game was Beehive Bedlam? It's it was it's basically a puzzle bobble style game, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's in a uh, beehive, and you play it on your um, 
Play it on your Sky controller, like your Sky Remote. Beehive bedlam music. Let's. This is gonna. Are you oh, ready for? No, I for... don't. No this, one's ready oh for this. Oh my god! It looks worse than I remember. Oh, this yeah. is yeah. never back about twenty years. Like here we go. Flashbacks. Here we go. Sarah, are you okay? Do you know what? Do you know what's funny about that? Absolutely no nostalgia from that music. No, it doesn't. Absolutely didn't connect with me whatsoever, that. I must have played it in mute. Like, yeah, I, that did like not I raise don't... any memories player. ever. I don't remember that's it so at all. Weird. Yeah, uh, that's that's a bit, that's what a disappointing point of the show. Okay, um, <laughs> next news story. Um, bon- okay. Bungie has announced that the uh, Destiny 2 Forsaken campaign expansion, which came out a few years ago, is getting removed um, next year to coincide with the next expansion called The Witch Queen. Sarah, over to you. Um, There's obviously more details. They're basically, they're vaulting um, Forsaken's single-player campaign. Not all of the content will disappear. Stuff like the Dreaming City Destination and um, the Last Wish Raid and some other stuff will still be remaining in the game. And um, you can also get like a Forsaken pack, which I believe will allow you to get some of the exotics from that campaign. But I think what it mostly this means is the single player missions and stuff will be gone, will be vaulted, uh, which basically means like put away somewhere else while this new content is in. Um, we actually had a question, actually, before we get in, uh, involved here, we had a question about this as well, which we'll probably uh, combine with a conversation uh, from Wilma, question be answered. Um, I wrote in a question, was a month ago, which hasn't been read out. Okay, there's no need to, no need to complain. Hearing you guys reminisce about your first Destiny raid, um, and having wanted to ask again, do you think Destiny is a scam? I'm a long-time Destiny player. Like you, first completing a raid was an amazing feeling, but it had nothing. Um, we it had nothing when we first completed Vault of Glass and Crota's End Flawless. But my worry is their ability to completely remove content from the game, as well as block content previously available to play behind the DLC paywall, namely the planets and story missions recently removed, along with Nightfall locked by the next DLC. As a purchaser of the game, how much of it do we actually own? It's like buying a shark hoover and the company turning up to your house and removing different attachments, then asking you to buy the most recent version to have the attachment back. Love to know your thoughts. As always, thanks for all you do. Cheers. That was for Wilma. But um, yeah, Sarah, obviously you're the, you're the hardcore Destiny player out of us three. Um, oh, yeah. What are your thoughts on the fact that they're, they're taking content out of the game? Um, so, well, I mean, firstly, when you say how much of it do we actually own, none of it like and that's and that's that's the case that's the case with any um like live service online only game like you don't you don't own it any of it and it can get it can get shut down or turned off or have parts removed like at any point and that is the same with with any yeah with any like live service game but i i gave the hoover analogy far too much thought earlier um (laughs) and it's actually like so yeah, so w- Wilma uh, says yeah, it's like buying a Hoover and then the company turns up and removing different attachments. It's a- it's more like if you bought an attachment like three and a half years ago because that's how long Forsaken would have been out for when oh, right, Witch Queen launches. Three and a half, yeah, it was twenty wow, okay. September twenty eighteen. It came out um, and you used it for like the one thing. Used this attachment for like the one thing and it was really 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 good, but then you haven't touched it since. And now you find out that it's not very well made and it's actually causing the whole rest of your Hoover and every other attachment on your Hoover to kind of run like shit. 
So, <laughs> and it's also taking up space that you can't use with other good attachments. Because basically, okay. the reason the reason this, is, this just sounds like the old iPhone chargers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they were great for a while, but fundamentally flawed. And now, now you've got to get rid of your old cables and get a new one. Yeah. Don't worry about the old cable no more. There's no point. You're not using it anymore. Let's let's get these well, new lightning ones. Well, that, well, that's the thing. So, so the reason. So obviously, this isn't the first time that stuff has been vaulted. Um, when Beyond Light launched, Bungie vaulted. Um, essentially, like the first couple of years of Destiny. Um, Mars. Io. I can't even remember what planets got vaulted because I never went to them. Um, so yeah, so stuff has already been vaulted before um, and a lot of content was just kind of removed. Basically, the reason why they're having to do it is because Destiny 2 has been built in a way that doesn't allow for this amount of content to be in the game. That's why previous to Beyond Light and previous to the first round of vaulting, if you hit pause to load up your menu, the menu would take like two minutes to load and it's why wow. just going to the tower it would be like a five minute load time um and i th personally i think it's down to because obviously destiny 2 came out when bungie was with activision and i feel like activision didn't want destiny 2 to last this long so now they're kind of having to essentially fight with the tech behind Destiny 2 that, yeah, just isn't set up for this huge amount of content because obviously Witch Queen is out in February and then there's another another two expansions at least due to come after that. What happens after those next two, like next three expansions, we don't know. But yeah, there's a lot more content to come and they need to vault this content or else the game just becomes a mess and it doesn't run and by not having this um by not having all of this content in the game it basically means yeah the game runs a lot better but it also means it's much easier for them to create and introduce new content and new activities and also fix things when things go wrong um so with forsaken in particular it is a shame because the forsaken campaign is amazing it is, it is a genuinely absolutely fantastic campaign and I am sad for anyone who hasn't played it who will not get a chance to play it if they start playing the game like after February next year. But personally, I played it when it came out and I have never once gone back and replayed it. But, you know, for like lore reasons, like if someone brand new started or someone who played a while ago wants to come back and like replay it to catch up and... You know they can't. So is there not going to be like huge gaps, or um, when they when they removed the the previous bit of single player content, was there anything put in place to almost like recap what had happened for the missing content? Yeah. So if you so now if you open up your director, which is where you pick, you know what planet you want to go to, there is a there's a there's a timeline, um, and it you basically pick it like you pick one of the locations. And you can essentially read through all the kind of key story beats from each of the expansions right up to where we are now. And also all of the seasons, because the seasons, you get like three or four per expansion and they have smaller stories within them. So, so yeah, so you can just go through the timeline and catch up on all the story stuff. Um, and it actually kind of, 
it makes sense to not have these really old campaigns because obviously if you think of Destiny as like a persistent world, it makes sense to be playing through the story that's current because that's what a lot of the worlds and a lot of the, the dialogue and everything is all kind of set up to support. So I guess if you're new and you want to kind of like play a little bit of everything, then yeah, it's great to go back and do all that stuff. But then also if you're a new player and you come in and you're like, man, I've got all these expansions to do to catch up to what's happening now and to catch up mm. to how the story is now, that's obviously a huge ask for like a new player as well. So yeah, so then we're moving it. It's just like, they, you don't have to go through that stuff anyway, but for old timers, maybe, not. oh yeah, I remember that Forsaken, but for most people, you don't even need to bother anyway. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, Bungie have got, all of the analytics which show that no one is playing the Forsaken campaign. So, you know, if if there was still if there was still an absolute ton of people playing it, and if tech wise they didn't have to remove it, because I've seen a lot of people talking about like, oh, they're gonna get it it's gonna get removed and then it will be sold back to us as DLC. They they would make more money keeping it in the store as an expansion as it is. Like there's not they they wouldn't they wouldn't be removing it if they didn't have to, but unfortunately they do. Yeah. So like it is it is a shame, but it's a necessary shame. I could be wrong, but isn't it one of those situations where if you're into Destiny at the moment, if you're playing Destiny at the moment, you've almost definitely played Forsaken, yeah. and if you're coming to it fresh, then you're not gonna miss it anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not like you're going out to buy the Forsaken DLC. At this point, when you when you're just starting out on Destiny, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, if you buy if you buy Destiny two now and you've never played it before, you've got the New Light campaign, which is essentially like the kind of onboarding brand new player one. Um, then you've got Forsaken, then you've got Shadowkeep, and then you've got Beyond Light, and then you have the seasonal storyline for Season of the Lost, which is the current season. So this that's a ton. If you buy it when the Witch Queen comes out, you still have new light, but then it all kind of shifts forward. So you have Shadow Keep, Beyond Light, and Witch Queen. So there's always like three expansions worth of content. Yeah. So Yeah, I think I, I, I yeah. I think this is um I mean they, they, they were open about doing this a while ago. The we all knew that the vault was a thing. Yeah. Um so I think maybe this is a bit of a storm in a teacup. Yeah. Do you think, yeah. are, are they working on it technically so in the future they will, any future expansions will be able to be kept or that is that a Destiny 3 thing? Has there been any talk in the community or from um, the themselves about whether they're actually changing things in the back end to make it more accessible for more content or are they I, happy with this as it stands? I, I, I definitely think that they don't, want to be um do, doing all this like content vaulting um i honestly think from what so like they've never really explicitly said we just have to do this a couple of times and then things will be fixed i from from the way they've described it it sounds like the entire like bones of the game would need to be completely changed um wow. and Obviously, we've got no idea when that will happen. So, obviously, we've got Witch Queen in February. They've then confirmed that there will be two more expansions after that, Lightfall and The Final Shape. 
and the way they describe it is that those those two expansions ending in the final shape that will be the end of the darkness and light story arc as to what happens after that they've not said anything um destiny won't be ending but whether there's a new story arc within destiny 2 whether we get destiny 3 whether they close down Destiny 1, because Destiny 1 still runs, you can still go and play Destiny 1, whether they close that down and then Destiny 2 just becomes Destiny and they massively rework its entire structure. Yeah. No one, no one knows after no. the final shape. So but so that's another that's another two years, so that takes us up to what? 2024 so yeah no idea after that but mm. i mean it's interesting all right yeah but yeah and i mean in terms yeah in terms of the um the vaulting the only the only way it's going to actually really affect me as a player is it means i don't have to go to the tangled shore to go and see the vendor there anymore because they're just going to roll his inventory into a vendor in the tower so I'm actually kind of happy about that. <laughs> yeah, it means like less traveling to random planets when you just stay in a stay in a tower and do it instead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're keeping the Dreaming City, which is like the best destination in the game. So, yeah, as speaking entirely personally, like as a as a player, I'm fine with it. Nice. Okay, cool. next bit of news. Um, EGX 2021 was this weekend, and today they have announced that next year there will be two events. There'll be EGX Birmingham. Uh, so there'll be, a, there'll be an event back in Birmingham and that uh, will be the artist for we know it's EGX Res. So EGX Res is no more. EGX Res, but if you're not into it, that was the indie-focused event that happened in London at Tobacco Dock. Uh, much smaller event than EGX, uh, like the, the bigger EGX on September, October time. But amazing, it, 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 Tobacco Dock was a great venue. It's quite cold, but it was a great venue and it was awesome to just say, uh, folks, more on indies. That's now gone to be replaced it with was an event. It quite cold. Called... Yeah, uh, do you not find Tobacco Dock quite cold most of the time? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I, it was a weird little detail to just chuck in. <laughs> oh, just, just what, <laughs> just not, what I mentioned. That's um, not the first time I've heard that it's really cold, but I've never been. Yeah. It, just imagine a cold it... place. <laughs> just open your fridge it's... and you're halfway there. It's not that, it's not that bad. No, no, um, but it is. But... Uh, it, it's chilly. Um, no, it's my favourite venue, especially uh, when it comes to doing live shows because you had the big glass walls and everything and it felt, um, it, yeah, it was just, they, they were nice rooms and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of glad that they're going back to Birmingham as well because, again, personally speaking, in terms of live shows, we were in a little separate room to record our podcast. Whereas uh, EGX in um, XL, we were out on the show floor and it was practically impossible to do. So, you know, if we if we are invited back to do live shows there, then I like the idea of Birmingham. Yeah. Um, so EGX, but, but, I, don't, I don't know if I actually confirmed the venue. It, says, um, it just says EGX Birmingham here. I think I think it might not be the NEC. I think everyone's kind of assumed it's the NEC. Yeah, everyone's assuming that, yeah. It's a big. That's a big old venue for uh, the Res, though, because Res mm. is a lot smaller. Yeah, so, I, so, I, so, maybe so, it isn't. So I what they've announced is, sorry, 
So EJX Birmingham is formerly EJX Res on that's in March next year, 3rd to 5th of March 2022. EJX London uh, is a large event that's 22nd to 25th of September uh, next year. But what they've said is, um, following fan feedback from Birmingham's large, passionate gaming community, EGX has made a decision to return to the region in 2022 under a new name, EGX Birmingham. This show will lean on expanding the Res zone, which was like the indie indie aisle, the indie section of, say, standard EGX, expanding that with all the beloved indie games from EGX Res traditionally delivers. We will also meet the need for AAA publishers to showcase string, spring releases. Right, okay. So, so, EGX, okay. so EGX Birmingham, the thing in March, the replacing Res. It will it will still house a lot of indie stuff, but also have it also have AAA. Um, yeah. So sorry, okay. Sarah, I interrupted. No, that's all right. I, yeah, the way the way I kind of interpret what they're saying. Oh, also um, at the top of the page, it does say third to fifth of March, twenty twenty two, National Exhibition Centre. All oh, right. Okay. Ah, okay. So, yeah. Um, well, but yeah, the way. Well done, well done, Matt. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, it's no need to mention that Sarah it's... on the show, but. I'm glad you did and uh, thank you for that yeah just just you know just because it to be honest it doesn't actually say the venue anywhere it's literally just in that like top banner which don't is kind give of bad. the benefit yeah, of the doubt well, yeah like, they don't weird, they don't make it clear it but um but yeah the way the way I kind of interpret this is that yeah it's going to be EGX EGX just yeah. early in the year yeah, yeah. and later in the year yeah, that's what it sounds like, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, we could talk about EGX 2021 if you want in this bit. Um, yeah. Because we both attended. Yeah, we uh, did. So you went, were you there for one day or two days? Uh, just the one day. I could How have gone on, because uh, I went on the Friday, I could have gone on the Saturday, but instead I didn't. So how did you find, how was your experience? I'm going Because this has been interesting, right? There's been a lot of reports about how scaled down it was this year, how strange it was that there wasn't any, um, uh, th- there was no presence from any of the big three. Uh, it was very spaced out. Yeah. There wasn't any major AAA new games being showcased there. Um, and I had a very unique experience, so I'm interested in in yours. Have you been to EGX before? I yeah, so I went to about three or four years in a row at Earl's Court, and, right? And then I didn't go to any of the Birmingham ones, uh, just because you know Birmingham. Um, oh, <laughs> Sean! Wow, gonna, that, that is going to that is going to cut deep on to be anyone fair, above to, the M25. It, it well, this was the. I think it ran in Birmingham when I lived. Yeah, it ran in Birmingham when I was uh, living in Edinburgh. But I yeah. think it it just never made sense to go to Birmingham. Um, yeah, a lot of people say that actually. So, and then I went in, but when it was at the XL in 2019, so the last one like pre-COVID. So I've I've, I've been to a lot of them. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll 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 preface everything I'm about to say with you know the beginning of this year. So many of the big AAA studios and publishers came out and said, we are not doing in-person events in yeah, 2022. Sure. 20, 2021, yeah. I forgot what year it was. Um, yeah, we all, time is non-existent at the uh, moment. Yeah. It's, it's fully liquid at the moment. Um, yeah, so a lot, yeah, so, you know, loads of companies said they weren't doing events this year. Um, and from what I've heard, 
the team behind EGX. I I can't begin to imagine how hard it was to put this year's event together. Gotcha. Um, yeah. With so many of those big usual guests not appearing. Um, yeah, must have been an absolute nightmare. And obviously, you know, we are still we are still in a pandemic, so massive props to all the all the, you know, studios and developers who did who did turn up. Like again, yeah. and that's the thing, like working working big conventions like that, like I've never done a game I've never worked a games convention, but I've worked like vape conventions a couple times. And what are they like? Oh, imagine imagine all the sexism from like games conventions like 15, 20, 25 years ago, but like four or five years ago. Really for vaping? Yeah. Yeah. Um I did I did one one in Birmingham and one in London. Um the one in Birmingham literally had this girl wearing a bikini and stripper heels, like clear platform stripper heels and nothing else being led around by these two like weird like middle-aged men in t-shirt and just like oh, making oh, her hand out oh. leaflets it was really unsettling it was really creepy yeah, um, that, that makes me want to yeah, that makes me, did they just give out like e-liquid is that the idea what, um, what are you doing you, you buy e-liquid you buy mods and tanks and they're they're very strange they they are they do, are strange do events. they have like competitive they have a state do they have like a live uh, podcast where they're <laughs> talking about like i mean i mean i mean you're joking and they're like there was there was like big the one the one that i went to in london had some quite big names in the vape content creator scene huge wow. vape clouds okay. yeah yeah, they had to the one the one in London um was a kind of smaller venue and they had to get these massive like industrial fans to kind of clear <laughs> yeah. some of the some of the vape. I mean yeah. surely tobacco dock, right? Because that that would a- be a good venue for the vaping convention to be fair. Perfect, because it's all open, like loads of places open there. there but, um, Very cold. Okay, right. Sorry, we got sidetracked with the vape yeah. stuff, but yeah, yeah, so yeah. Working, I mean working those events is hell. Like even before all of this so like again nothing but respect for you know the the people who did who did turn up and did work it and did try and put something on and for everyone at egx who did kind of struggle because from what i've heard it was a bit of a struggle to put this together um but again speaking entirely personally about like my experience i i played one game um what game though was it minecraft what no, game it was kiwi oh i wanted to play that but harry didn't it, uh, yeah this i had a whole different experience but we'll get yeah, to that so um, was that any good yeah Ki- kiwi super fun it's like a less stressful but still kind of stressful um it's not as bad as like overcooked or moving out like those games i can't play because i find them like genuinely stressful and i get genuinely angry with people not doing what i want them to do um but kiwis kiwis kind of fun um other than that though yeah, like really good fun i just didn't i just didn't play anything because i mean the the over 18s bit had death loop and it was like well my boyfriend's got that so i can just go and play it 
at his house. Um, and then it had a bunch yeah. of like Game Pass games, and it was like, well, I've got an Xbox and Game Pass. I can yeah. go play that. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 had like the biggest booth, but it's, it's, it's a game that looks good, but you know, I didn't really fancy like queuing for it for as long as it needed. Um, but oh, there was the, there was obviously the, the, the Fall Guys, Stumble Mountain, Blunderdome, whatever it was. Did you, did you go for it? Uh, I, I saw it on, I saw it on Instagram stories and I was like, that looks really fun. Let's go and do that. And then I took one look at it and went, oh, I'm going to take one step onto that thing and I'm going to go flat on my face. So I didn't, but a few yeah, of no, the- no, I, I, I lived that reality. Yeah. I lived it. Oh no. A few. I, I absolutely stacked it on there. How well, long, this is how it, long right? did okay, you so- queue for it? Because a few people that I was oh. with decided to queue. We wandered round. The rest of us sort of wandered for about like 15, 20 minutes, came back and they'd moved about two meters. Oh really? No, I was about ten minutes. That's but not bad. we we um yeah no because it was the Sunday so it was a lot quieter than it was the other days. Um, uh, apparently Friday Saturday they're busiest ones. I mean, right. Let me get this out of the way. This my my view of EGX twenty twenty one is very unique, and um I'm you know I'll make it very clear. Didn't pay to get in. Um, you know I I went there simply to view the expo through my son's eyes seven-year-old boy who was extremely excited to be there like it blew his mind i didn't let him know where we were going until we'd we'd arrived um and because what happened right i was sitting at work last week and i was thinking oh yeah it's cgx this weekend because i saw a few people tweeting about it and we got offered press passes and but none of us took them because we weren't doing a live show there, there this year and i just thought hold on i could I could take Harry for like his first gaming expo. So I sent an email and said, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll accept press passes. Um, uh, can I take my son, a seven year old son? We got there. And what my, the first thing that was great was that we went into the room to collect our press passes. And um, the person that gave them to us looked at Harry and just went, do you want to be a YouTuber for a day? Like, do you, you interested in being a YouTuber? And he was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, well, here's a content creator pass rather than a, like a normal press pass. That's or amazing. Oh, it was hilarious. Some of the people in the queue were looking at uh, Harry and just thinking, right, so he's a content creator. So what? And a few people went, so is he a YouTuber? I was like, yeah. Yeah, YouTuber, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually just here to cover him attending, you know, and all this sort of stuff. He's seven, right? So there's no there's no way, but it was quite funny. Um, but seeing it through his eyes was actually pretty amazing. You know, going through the retro zone, and he was like, oh, my God, this is like... He was playing, like, Mario 64 and, like, old Mario games on the actual systems and, you know, talking to him about all that stuff. Then that was a whole section with loads of arcades that were all on free-to-play. So, you know, he hasn't played old-school arcades, so he got to play a few arcade games. Pinball, never played pinball before. Had a whole pinball section, so he had a few goes at that. Really enjoyed that. Um, You know how we're always, like, rolling our eyes at going, oh, my God, who comes to a convention to play Minecraft? Well, a seven-year-old kid who loves playing Minecraft goes to a convention to play Minecraft for a bit. He he loved it. Grow um, up. Grow up, mate. <laughs> yeah. But the most awkward bit was the, the Fall Guys thing. So 
we um we queued up to play Fall Guys and we had a few games of uh Fall Guys duos, but Harry loved it because we had these headsets on with the microphones right next to our mouth. So we could like we were chatting to each other over the headphones and he just thought that was hilarious. Um and then yeah, we went to Fall Mountain, which if you haven't seen it, it's this really steep slope that you had to climb to the top of but it had like one of those travelator things from the gladiators on it where it was like you know going in the opposite direction so you had to climb this treadmill for firstly the person the staff there just went mate it's a travelator yeah the 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 the, uh, the the um staff there said Oh, four people have been sick on this thing oh, so far no. this weekend i was like oh my <laughs> god oh, that's, that's what really that was bad. okay <laughs> Yep. What a carrot um, was around here. So I was like worried about it because Harry went, please, please, can you go on it? Please, can you go on it? And he couldn't go. You had to be over 16 to go on it, right? And um, and I was like, oh, God, I've, I, I know that I'm unfit. There's no way I'm going to make it to the top. When we got there, we queued up. And I went, right, okay, I'm going to give this a go. And they said, right, you put you in a team of four. And they said, right, you need to try and get up to the top as many times as you can in two minutes. And I was like, what? You don't just get one go, and if you, you you either fail or you win, like is that not the thing? They went, no, try and keep. You got to keep going up there as many times as you possibly can, and uh, the winner is the one with the most crowns in their basket. And I was like, oh my god, what? I like, I did not sign up for this. So um, our first team member went straight up the top, no problem. Second team member went, same thing. Third, same thing. Harry's got the video out, shouting, "Come on, Dad!" and I. Started running, planted my first foot on the the travelator, and it just it just I just stumbled to the floor, like proper stacked it in front of him, right. Anyway, I had two more goes. The next two goes, I made it to the top. I was well proud of myself. Completely fucked my knees up, but I'm well proud of myself, right. Anyway, when we got home, I checked the videos, and the like. So I watched the video that Harry took of me failing, and then I watched the the second video of me actually doing it but before i start running up i could hear harry behind the camera go here goes nothing oh, <laughs> it's just like oh for fuck's sake <laughs> totally to- yeah but he, he went nuts when i got to the top so i was well happy with that but um i don't know man like yes i can fully understand why people were disappointed by egx this year yes it is completely understandable but that doesn't mean that people can't be disappointed with it. You know, I've seen a lot of tweets, people getting, you know, venting their opinions on whether it should have gone ahead or not. Um, And uh, my experience of EGX 2021 is not very valid for people to listen to and see it as a true reflection of it, because I was in that situation where didn't pay to get in, was looking at it through Harry's eyes. um, But my word, did I have a fucking blast all day. It was so much fun just sitting there and doing stuff that I normally wouldn't do at these these things because usually we're running around trying to play AAA games to talk about on the show um, but or, or just hanging out with friends and stuff. Whereas like this year, it was all about just watching Harry go around trying things out and taking the atmosphere in and everything. It was mad. Like, I loved every minute of it. So uh, yeah, well, it's not a valid opinion though, is it? Well, <clears throat> no, it's a different Excuse opinion. Me. It's not, not, not valid. Well, I mean, I, no, I, no. I didn't pay to get in. Um, we, we went as like a, a work trip because this was the kind of first time 
since the lockdown that our entire um, marketing team was all in one place. So, yeah, so we, you know, we all went to EGX. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I I, ha- I still had a good time hanging out. Um, I went and watched, we all went and watched a friend um, do a careers talk, which was really nice. Um, and, yeah, I mean, every... every Everyone seemed to be having like a real good, like a real good time. Bumped into a few people who I've like known through Twitter for a little while, but haven't seen in person. Um, yeah, it was, it was really nice. And to be honest, when I say I only played one game, most, I think, I think if you added up all the games that I played over EGX over the years and averaged them out per convention, it's probably like two or three games anyway. I don't, right, okay. I don't tend to play a lot because, and I think I think this EGX really um, drove home why I don't play a lot of games at these things because obviously a lot of the indie games and it seemed like a lot of the indie games this year were kind of conversational. Oh my you know, god, you're so right. Sitting, you're so right. Point and clicks or dating sims or like the casino simulator game and like. Not, I'm not bad mouthing those genres at all. But for me personally, I can't sit. You know, I, I've I've got ADHD. I can't sit down at a noisy, busy convention and play this conversational game that's going to take like ten, fifteen minutes to get going, and then another potential like ten, fifteen minutes to see to the end of the demo. Or sometimes it's even just the full build, and you can just keep going as long as possible. But yeah, I can't sit down at a convention and play a game for like half an hour unless it weirdly hooks me right away like in 2019 i played can't remember oh i've got the business card right in front of me because all my business cards from when i went to egx in 2019 were still in the bag that i got out to take to egx <laughs> this year um lord lord <laughs> lord winklebottom investigates it's like the posh i think sean should sean play yeah, it sean on the stream that, yeah. yeah you might play yeah. it on a stream yeah it wasn't it a giraffe wasn't lord yeah it's winklebottom a giraffe it's a giraffe and a hippo and for some reason yeah. at egx 2019 i did sit down and play that for like half an hour but it's it's rare that I can do that. I want to queue up and just like put me in a mission where I can just like shoot guns for 10 minutes with my friends and then go do something else where there's like magic and explosions and you know like I feel like so many demos at EGX aren't set up to be demos at conventions. I feel like they need to drop you in at a point where you know you've got a load of it, it a slice of right in the middle of the game and not play the game from the beginning and it'd be really slow um and yeah, yeah so so this was what really opened my eyes because i'm walking around with harry and we we you know we, we had a game at a hot wheels game and we were playing yeah the arcade stuff full guys all that sort of stuff but um what i said harry come look let's go to the rest area because this is gonna have like loads of like really cool games in it because they are you know as you say the game it's not a reflection on the game at all because i love games like that but when we walked around it, Harry was, I was like walking up to one. Oh no, this one's about the, the certain war. And uh, this one is a, you know, it's all very story driven, emotional stuff. 
And I was just like, oh, yeah, okay, there's nothing here that you're going to want to play, is it? And he was like, no. And, and then we went back to playing on the N64 or whatever. So it was... um. Yeah, that was it. That was a bit of an eye opener for me because the res area is usually my favourite area. It's where I pick up a load of um, indie games that I'd never heard of before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, that's... Like, but yeah, no, that was not a good area for him. No, he was not interested. Well, I mean, I, 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 I was the exact same. Like Ki- Kiwi was really good and fun because you know it's you you pick it up and you know exactly what you need to do because all the prompts are on the screen um the mission the levels are like a couple minutes long so yeah you sit down you play a game or two cool go do something else it's like in 2019 the final fantasy 7 remake remake was so good to play there because you know you you we actually booked um time slots to go so we didn't need to queue up for like four hours or whatever um and yeah you you went in at your time, you sat down, everyone kind of went in and sat down at the same time, and it was a 20-minute chunk of the game, not from the beginning, it kind of happened, like, I think when you play through yeah, the game... Yeah, just as like, you're getting into the, with the boss at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's like with the scorpion boss at the end, so, you know, it sets you already a little bit into it, um, it gives you all the sort of character setup you need to be able to get through to it, and it's just like, cool, just do this chunk cool you've done the chunk right up you get off you go like yeah it was it was very it was very obviously designed you know as as a small little chunk that you can play at a convention um without all the explanation or anything like that and yeah i feel i feel like a lot of indie games don't have that which you know i I mean, I, I personally know people who can sit down and get immersed in these kind of story games or these sim games and play them at a convention for like 20, 30, 40 minutes and be like, man, that's really good. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go home and pre-order that. But for me personally, I can't do that. As I said, like, I just, I just, I just want, I just want 10 minutes of shooting guns and then let me go do something else. <laughs> I I don't know whether, you know, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to say it. I also feel really awkward when the actual devs are there as well. Oh, like yeah. I, it always puts me off a little bit playing it when the devs are there because you know you don't want to upset them. Genuinely, like that's the feeling I get. I don't want to, like, not by if I sit down and start playing a game and the devs behind me and I'm like five minutes in going, oh no, this isn't for me. Like, I don't want to then get up and just go, not, not for me, walk off. And Matt, they had, I don't know if you noticed this, Sarah, but one of the games had like FaceTime set up. Yes. Yeah. There like, was quite right a next few to the like computer. That. So you'd sit down and the dev was on FaceTime and oh, what? you were just. How? So the dev wasn't there. The dev were. Yeah. It was. No. Yeah. It was all. It was also like the devs could be there without being there. So yeah, essentially they had, I think it was just, I think it was all running through Discord. But yeah, some of them had. Right. another screen with a camera so that you could when you sat down to play the game you oh, were wow. essentially on a video call with the, the now, that developer. is a, that is a social uh anxiety mess for me yeah like uh, there's no I, I i just walked past someone i actually waved to them oh god so I, I didn't do gave that a wave as i a, didn't like, yeah but i just felt awkward because i i stood there looking at it reading it going what and then i looked over at the screen and saw them looking at me and i was like Oh hello! I'm going to wave, but I am also going to walk off now because this I can't handle that. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, I'm I'm the exact same. Like, you know, so 
it's very, very easy for me to be like, oh, let's play this. Oh, no, wait, no, I'm bored and I want to go do something else. So I know that if I sit down and I get into a conversation or, you know, the dev starts kind of talking to me about it and my brain goes, nope, not interested, go do something else. The the social anxiety side is like, well, I can't just get up and walk out. I'm going to have to very politely talk to them about the game. And again, like, this is all... everything i've just said about all of the demos and the conversational indie games and not wanting to talk to devs like a thousand percent that is all me like it is absolutely like i do not want it to be taken as any kind of slight on any of the developers any of their games any of how they like interact with people it's just for me it's it's not it's not a good it's not a good environment for me to Sit, no. sit and play a game. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm exactly the same. But, but, but in short, I mean, yes, it was a scaled down EGX. I still had a really good time, but um, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, the EGXs that are being planned for next year. Hopefully, things calm down with everything, and uh, we'll see, we'll see it slowly returning to, you know, the, the the convention we love. Like we we love that convention. We began for years since it was called the Eurogamer Expo. I yeah. think we went to the first one. <clears throat> you know, we've been podcasting there since God knows when, Matt. I don't. I can't remember the first year we did it where we plugged in our laptop on the show floor and nearly got turfed out. Um, yeah, I think that was twenty fifteen. Maybe I, it was. It was a, oh, it was going no, it was earlier than that. Yeah, it was going way longer than that. Yeah, I think it was the. I think it was the one. Okay, so EGX Leeds, which was year one, it's 2009. Th- yeah, yeah. so that was the one we were at. No, EGX Leeds. Well, no, no, because it, 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 it was both Leeds and London that first year. Yeah, okay, so oh. it was that one then. That was the first one we did a podcast from because um, the second one we went to was we, we got a booth to record our podcast and that was the one Heavy Rain was at and that was released in 2010. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, wow. working backwards, yeah, we were podcasting from the first one so uh yeah, yeah. that's a bit weird and when you say podcasting you mean we were being told off for stealing electricity from you yeah that's right that's absolutely correct that is uh that's what happened that year oh god that was so, yeah that was so cringe I think, right okay right fine i think i was, uh, a, that was i the, think i was at 2010 the one with the where you you could go downstairs it was like there was so oh. many different floors oh i don't know and the yeah, heavy rain kept breaking because it was so hot. It was down too in, hot, wasn't like, it? In they the were in the basement. Plus area. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was so hot down there. So uh, hot. Yeah, it was proper hot. Okay. Love the eighteen plus area. Right. Okay. Uh, it's been two hours and we're on the last news story. And Metroid Dread Correct. is the UK's best launch in the series to date. Um, so Met- so Metroid uh, Dread came out on Friday, and yeah, it's, it's basically it's gone gangbusters. Uh, it, but the, the fact is, also these sales are just box sales, and it's already basically pretty much beaten Prime One, even without digital sales. Um, it sold three times the amount of copies at launch than uh, Metroid: Samus Returns did on the 3DS in 2017. Uh, I guess I'm not surprised. I mean, I know like Metroid's never been a massive seller compared to things like obviously Mario and Zelda, but it's reviewed really well, and people were hankering after a new big kind of Nintendo game, so. But it's great it's done well, even with Kotaku's best efforts to uh, fuck that up. But, uh... Yeah, well, okay. Let's, seeing as we are running really long today, 
Um, let's get straight to it. Matt, you've been playing Metroid Dread, right? I have actually, yeah. And you've been playing it on a Switch OLED, right? On a what, sorry? On a Switch, the new OLED Switch, you've been playing it on that, right? No. Matt. <laughs> I, know, I know you fucking have. Why are you saying no? I know you have. <laughs> okay. I was sitting there today. I was sitting there today, Sarah, on, on the bus on the way to work. And I was thinking... Still on the bus. Oh, Matt, yeah, I'm always on the bus, mate. It's fucking, it's a fucking nightmare at the moment. These people queuing up for petrol, just slowing down the bus. Um, I was sitting there thinking, Matt has not mentioned anything about the OLED switch all week, and he's not mentioned anything about Metroid Dread. Oh yeah, of course, he's bought an OLED switch and he's bought Metroid well, no, Dread. No, no, I mentioned I know that it. I cancelled my pre-order a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, and Matt, I said a couple have of weeks ago, OLED saying, switch. Oh, just because it's got nice and tens, I'm going to buy Metroid Dread, am I? Um, right, okay. Okay, fine. Have you bought Metroid Dread and a low LED switch? Yes, I have. There we go. I fucking knew it. I, I, knew it, the, I am the worst. This is what I would call a TCGS embargo. In that I haven't tweeted about it. I've wanted to like share pictures. I haven't. But yeah, I just thought I'd like save it for the show. But yeah, I am... Um, oh. What's funnier it, that's, is that's, that James has been like it. desperately saying, "Oh, bloody really want an OLED switch. I can't. I can't. I, I, you know, this is sold out in Germany, or can't get this in Germany, or." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good." Anyway, but no, I, 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 I was fine right until I listened to You know, to he's got one, right? Huh? You know, James has got one now. Yeah, I know. Or at least one he's now, ordered yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Like, after all that about, no, I've cancelled it now. I'm not going to get one. I, yes, you are, James, and he's finally got one. Yeah, so. So he's just as bad, really. What? So why? Why did you get an OLED well, switch? I, I was, I was, um, you know, I had a pre-order ages ago, I cancelled it. I was like, no, no need, this is silly. I've got other things I need to be paying for. And then I listened yep. to Tamor um, on Kind of Funny talk about both Metroid Dread and the OLED on in one episode. And it just broke me. And I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe right, I so maybe a game, I could. a game that you didn't even like the original of. And you've not only bought that game, you've bought a new system to play it on. But yeah, I thought, well, I, I can, and I'll tell you what, I'll sell the old, I'll sell my current Switch. Um, uh, but that didn't go according to plan either. So, okay, on. so on Friday, I bought a Switch OLED, Metroid Dread, and also rebought Zelda Breath of the Wild, but we'll come back to that. Right, how but much like, is all that? Um, I, it, I, it doesn't, doesn't matter, right? Because Yeah, it what, does. Yeah, that was, that was like £300, £360 or something. But no, maybe it wasn't. How Zelda, much is the OLED Switch? 309 309 then, plus Zelda. Zelda's what, like at least 40 quid. Yeah, yeah. that's £48, yep. Forty-eight. So fifty quid then. Yeah, yeah I know it's, 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 it's wild, isn't it? I thought, okay, sure, it's not forty-eight everywhere. No, it's forty-eight everywhere. Even secondhand is like forty-four pound. Anyway, right? Okay, so how much was Metroid Prime? That I was like, um, what? Well, are you chill? What is it? It's like okay, it's fifty or sixty pounds probably. I, I, right. Um, okay, so okay. over four hundred pounds. Yeah. Sarah was bang on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, but it doesn't matter because I was. Well, I'm going to sell my old Switch. Um, you, you're going to sell it, are you? Well. So I bought the thing on the Saturday, on the Friday, sorry, I had my new Switch OLED and I did all the transfer, which I'll get back to in a minute. I was like, Saturday, here we go, sell the Switch. Packaged all up. I mean, basically my Switch was in near perfect condition apart from one very crucial part, which you'll hear about. Um, but the screen, I was like, I've had a screen protection on from day one. Like, and it's so the screen was absolutely perfect. The one thing that wasn't perfect about the Switch was that 
the plastic um, kind of grills over the speaker grill had snapped off. Um, yeah, well, we've lost a bit. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, well, no, no, I mean, one of the six was still there, but whatever. I was like, you know, apart from that, oh it's, my god, it's pretty. I, mean, I thought it's not snapped off on yours. No, amazingly, because you know the kids use it all the time. I, I think a, maybe I think it probably happened when I had it in my bag. I mean, it's in the case, but I think when I was taking it for work every day. Anyway, whatever. Uh, everything was perfect apart from that. Um, and I, I took it to CX to uh, to sell, and they're like, "No chance. We cannot buy this from you because of this." I was like, "What? Just because like four ter- like super thin plastic bits are snapped off, you're not gonna?" They're like, no, we can't because we can't offer a warranty because the speaker grill is exposed. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, I mean, it's good, but there's huge bits just missing from your switch, and you're trying huge. to sell it to they're CX. Like, they're tiny, thin. Anyway, doesn't the end of the story? Now, LED's on. got a new. You switch said now. the curved bits on the PS4 5 was essential for getting air out. Those this grill is, bits that's a sit over the vent. What's that going to do with me selling my switch? Well, because those bits of plastic sit over the vent. No, no, right? no. So you, you fucked up there, Dave. That's an absolute bollocks argument, and you know it. Um, Why? It just is. Anyway, they're, they're okay. so thin. I thought, okay, we'll this just knock this. some money off. No, they said they're not buying it at all. Anyway, so, so LED's got a new Switch. Um, <laughs> I've got a new OLED Switch. Did you, did you they're, they're, they're focus on that. Um, first of all, yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> did you, yeah, he totally sold it to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he, he, he added a bit of fake bits of plastic across the top and sold it to her at full price. Guaranteed. No, so I said, to, I said to her, hey, I'm going to get a new OLED Switch and I'm going to sell the old one. She goes, oh, brilliant. When you sell the old one, can we split the money? What? You had to go back in and say, oh, businesswoman no. at such a young age. But I said, no. And in the end, I got no money. So she got a Switch. Um, yes, anyway, Ola Switch. It's absolutely, it's absolutely gorgeous. I'm so glad I've got it. It, it, feels, it feels super premium. Um, not sure if that's just like the screen, but it just feels. Yeah, well, I mean, it's got to be just the screen, isn't it? Because that's the only fucking thing they've changed. No, no, no I'm what? not sure if it's just the screen. No, no, what are you talking the about? Bevel no, around it, the screen? It, it as a product feels different. Like, it's got a bare kickstand, or it's not a little flim, flimsy kickstand. The whole bottom of the, 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 the device Matt, flips up. Matt, what, how long baby? have you owned a Switch, and how often have you used that kickstand? Uh, once, but this just feels <laughs> this feels a lot better, right? Because this is not okay. It's not just like you pop out a little like you know two centimeter plastic bit of plastic. You can have this down for like you know up up almost vertical to almost horizontal. I'm really impressed with okay. that. Okay, but no, it yep. just feels like a premium product, and that's even before you turn it on. I think I love love the white color. It just feels nice. Anyway, but you turn it on. I love the, screen. the white color. <laughs> what? Jesus, okay, Matt. Anyway. Uh, yeah, the base of the screen is amazing. The screen, it, it, right. it, like, yeah, the screen looks great. No, no, it, it looks great in terms of colours. It feels like the pixels are close to so close to service, and the old one it just feels yeah. really nice. Like not just how bright they are, not just how good the colours are, but also the extra size of the screen. It just feels like night and day. Which is like, I this is why I didn't think I would get one because I what well, it's just like a large screen. What's the what's the real thing? But you put them side by side. Even not putting them side by side, it just feels like a really quality product. It feels way more premium than Switch did. The Switch, <laughs> even at a time, the Switch felt that? a bit like a toy, but it's a great, cool new okay. device. But this feels this feels like another level, I think. Really? Because yeah, they've got really a, does, scre- yeah. a new screen in it. Well, yeah. I, I like, this isn't, I, I, we're not listening to someone who's spent £400 on a console and trying to justify it. That's not All I can say is I'm, I'm 
way more impressed than I thought I would be, just considering it's got a better screen. It just feels like a way it just feels like a different much more premium product to the point actually i mean i've played loads of metro you've Prime said premium product like three or four times <laughs> I'm kind of, you're kind of tricked into thinking it's actually a bigger upgrade than it is because when you start playing games you're like oh no wait, it's still obviously <laughs> it's still the same kind of you know loading that's, and so on and so forth because I feel in like your mind, like, this is a new console you but wish it was yeah <laughs> it, you kind of you you're led to believe oh no it's gonna do loads of new things but no it's just not doesn't do that because it's still the same innards pretty much um <laughs> the same innards but it is i mean obviously like cpu gpu ram hasn't changed but you look at this yeah. thing and it looks so good it feels so good and then you start games you know yeah. it's still the same it's still the same uh still the same switch um but i'm really really glad i played it. I, it's really impressed me considering i thought i wasn't gonna get one because it's just a better screen uh speakers sure. speakers sound better it just feels like a nicer product overall um uh, okay. Moving, moving saves over four hundred pound. So you're happy with that four hundred pound, are you? Oh, absolutely, yeah, Ab- for, for real, yeah, yeah. yeah. For the screen, um, moving saves and over was I thought. Yeah. Super would easy. you say what? that it feels more like a premium product? <laughs> would you say? Would, would does that enter <laughs> the brain while using it? I would say so. <laughs> okay. Have right. you had one yet? Did I have them at EGX? No. No, they, uh, I didn't see them. No, I, there was barely anything from Nintendo. There was there a was few nothing. switches there, but I think they were oh. old school. And as as oh. I said on Twitter, you know, I don't need one. I'm not. I I don't need one of those things. I barely use it in handheld mode anyway, right? And uh, you know, as, as um, Sean said, yeah, I'm sure games will look like way better on it. Tetris Effect, I'm, you know, was the example he gave would look great on it, um, which is fine and everything. But it doesn't make me want to part with that amount of money just for a screen upgrade for something, you know. We we use it on the TV a lot and all that sort of stuff, and uh, there's no, there's barely any change there, is there really? I think, unless no, you there's, stick there's an none, Ethernet no. cable in there. I mean, I whatever. use my handheld 99 percent of the time, so for a handheld user, I'm I'm, I'm glad I'm glad I've you got want it. it. You want it to feel more premium, sure. But I, I, you know, the one thing that it does do is when you look at photos of it and then look at your... It's the Apple effect, isn't it? You look at photos of the new one, then look at your old one and go, this one looks so shit now, just based on the photos of this new one. But I can I can swallow that. I can swallow that. You know, I, I use my Switch a lot, not enough to justify spending £400 on a slightly bigger screen. Well, it wasn't fine. I mean, you you're, got you're, the, the 400 well, quid so is including count. the games. I mean, it's £300. Okay, three, three, 310 then. Free, free, yeah. You said three ten, right? Yeah, three hundred nine. Yeah, okay, three hundred nine. Okay, okay, because three ten would have pushed it a bit. But I, I well, you were saying four hundred quid. Stop, you know, That's true. stop. Yeah, it's three, it's three hundred nine. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I was going to go over loads of bollocks stuff about transferring my own Animal Crossing, but it's not worth it. But what I will say is, if you bought, if you buy a new Switch, when you transfer saves over, it doesn't include Animal Crossing. So make sure you download the other app because I almost lost everything. Because it, because I, I thank God I checked, Frank. Frankly, um, because you've okay, got downloaded all right. up and all sorts of Animal Crossing. Let's get to the game then. Met- Metroid, Metroid Dread. Dread. I played about ten hours so far on, on my game clock, and uh, I, I think I'm getting near the end. I, I, I have done how many levels or how many parts of the game. Right, it feels like I'm getting very close to the end, but yeah, ten hours. I mean, 
I, I believe a lot of people say, oh, it's an eight to 10 hour game. I'm sure for me, it will be, it will take 12 to 15, but, but that's just me. Okay, you're bad at games, you're bad at games. But what do you think of this one? Because you weren't a fan of Super Metroid when you played it last year. No, so, so... when I played Super Metroid on stream, I, when I first, the first few streams was like, okay, music's amazing, atmosphere's amazing, um, the combat was fun, but then it got to a point where it just started doing my head in with controls and, and, and I left it, it left with a sour taste in my mouth, uh, to say okay. the least. But, uh, this is easily one of my games of the year, which Ooh, is to- totally surprised me. Um, so, yeah, basically everything from the way the combat is, the way Samus moves, the animation, um, getting new abilities is really, really fun and and changes it and encourages you to go all over the map all over again. Um, the sense of exploration you get as you make your way around the map is just all so damn good. I was up to like two in the morning playing on friday and saturday and had to force myself last night to go to bed at a sensible time uh so i didn't so today wasn't a write-off um yeah i i've absolutely loved it so i've I've unlocked six or seven locations again i don't know how many are but they're all they're also incredibly varied with new enemies to new enemies to kind of attack and defend against and uh and they all look absolutely gorgeous i think this is a really really lovely game it's 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 2d there's a couple of like not 3D bits, but bits where the camera angle changes. So it's kind of, they're mostly kind of a cinematic moment, shall I say. But yeah, it's mostly a 2D game and it looks absolutely gorgeous. Again, I'm playing on OLED. Maybe it's that. I haven't actually played on TV yet. Um, but so maybe maybe it's it's affecting me differently because I'm playing on the on the new machine. Um, but yeah, combat oh, more premium feels really, really, sorry. really excellent. And again, this is something I complained about when I played Super Metroid. Uh, the contr- it controlling, not great, but this feels really, really solid. Maybe because I'm using analog. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm loving it. Um, although I think the c- controls-wise, um, maybe it's just me because I'm a shit gamer, but the, it's packing a lot of controls into into the amount of face, face buttons and shoulder buttons you have. So there's a, there's a bunch where you kind of, you hold down L at any point to have like an aiming cursor. So I'm holding that down a lot to make sure I'm aiming at the right things and whatnot. So I'm holding down L and then some uh, combat maneuvers, you need to hold down R as well and then hold down Y to do a charge and let go. Um, so there's been a couple of times where I've maybe held like a ZR, uh, um, yeah, ZR instead of, instead of just R and I've done like the wrong thing in a combat scenario that's probably just me being uh, me being shit it's it's trying to include a lot of things on hold this button down now hold that one down and I don't know but no but but, but apart from that I think generally navigating the environment and whatnot feels good feels satisfying when you go inside the ball um, it uses rumble really really well there's a bit of texture there it can feel a bit of it's not haptic feedback Um, I mean someone will put a message saying no it is haptic feedback Matt but um it just feels nice. I'm not saying you get a real sense of a ball traveling down like a, a vent, but it, 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 it feels good. Um, you get like obviously a massive range of abilities and every ability you unlock, like it feels like, okay, I'm really excited to use this. Where's this going to take me? Obviously these abilities will unlock new doors. Uh, and there's loads of, there's the one of the negatives I have probably about a game is that there are absolutely fuck loads of different ways to unlock doors and things in this environment. Not just like, two or three or four there's like at least 10 there's like somewhere you need to have like certain missiles or you know have certain abilities and so when you look at the map the map i think is incredibly confusing because there's so much information being relayed to you on one map but i've done a lot of time a lot of my time in this game 
zooming in, scanning the map, not in like a Resident Evil 2, you know, kind of mode where I was like scared of the game, um, but just kind of like, okay, so how do I even get there? Oh, what is that door? What what door is it I need? And can this new ability unlock that door? So I've done a lot of time. I've just like zoomed in and scanned the map because the map is just incredibly complicated, incredibly complex, giving you ev- giving you everything. I think they could maybe could have simplified uh, that map uh, somewhat. Um, uh, but in, in terms of actual combat, um, there's uh, the, the main focus of the game, I guess, is that you're. You're you're in this alien planet and you're up against these enemies called Emmys. Um, Emmy stands for Extraplanetary Multiform Mobile Ident- Identifier. Basically, it's a robot that kills you. Um, but the, these are incredibly incredibly difficult enemies to try and uh, battle against. So there's seven across the whole game, and what and basically the first time you see them, they'll basically see you and they'll kill you basically instantly. Um, but what happens is the first time you see them, you're in kind of a mini QTE battle where you'll see one. The, the second it sees you and as soon as it goes to where you are, you're in like mini QTE mode where you have, a, you have a window of about two seconds before the ME goes to attack you. And there's an there's a incredibly small window where you can press X, I think it is, to basically parry that, uh, parry the move. If you don't do it, then basically they'll grab you. You have another secondary, incredibly small window. You fail that, you're dead. Now, this happens very, uh, very early on in the game and um, and then constantly throughout the game. And I can see a lot of people getting annoyed by this because you see, you see an ME, they come and get you. You can hide, but there's a computer in the game called Adam and they basically say you get die 99% of instances when you see an ME. And it is true, I've died countless, countless times because I either can't still can't get a timing down off either one of the uh or either one of the parries and the window changes as well it's not like a the the qt starts you know like a second a bit you press it no it feels like it changes every single time and it's it's really hard to deal with so you're you're in these battles but them battles i think the complexity is really really good because it means every time you meet them it's kind of scary and even at the end we've got loads or near the end where i am with loads of different abilities and whatnot. Seeing one of them is still like a tense moment. It's still, you're still okay. I better hide. And you get various like, abilities later on, like you can cloak yourself. So um, again, unless the enemy actually comes into contact with you, you can go invisible, and they'll they'll go past you. Um, but all those moments are still incredibly incredibly tense because you know the second they'll get you, there's an incredibly small chance you're actually be able to like parry. And if you do, if you do manage to get a timing down, and you do parry their attack. You have like a, a small period of time where you can like run away basically from them. But I don't know if you can do it a second time. I mean, if if you are, then so what you're, happens you're an when you die? What you just go back to the checkpoint? Yeah, 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 yeah. You die instantly and you go back to a checkpoint again. That could be annoying, but you're rarely more than say thirty seconds away from the location you were before. So it's not that bad. It can be a bit frustrating, uh, particularly because when you go into an Emmy zone and there's like certain areas where these Emmys exist, um, you basically don't really know where the exits are and you have to... There's certain doors you can get out of if an Emmy sees you, if it's in like attack mode where everything glows red, the doors are closed, so you have to go away and hide somewhere. You don't really know where you're going, so it's basically you're getting chased and you don't know where the exits are. Um, so it can be a bit fraught at those points, but again, even if you die, and even if you get caught, you're still really thirty seconds away from where you were before. So it's it's it's, it's not quite so bad. Um, but I st- I still think that the the difficulty of them I think really 
really adds to it. They could have made it easier. They could have made it so that the timing window for the parry is the same every time. But I, I feel like that, that would rob it of all the tension and all the excitement. And yeah, no, as sounds annoying like as idea, it could yeah. be to get, okay, scene one, oh, I've been killed, or I didn't know where I was going, I got caught, dead again, dead again, dead again. I feel like that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a key part of it, frankly. I, I think that's, that's really, mm. really good. Um, Do I buy it? It's fucking excellent. I, I'm like, I've played loads. Every time I get a new ability, I'm like, okay, where do I go now? Even if the map is a little bit confusing, it's not 100% clear. I mean, there's been points where I've got an ability and I get, so I can open this door now, that door, that opens this area, a whole new area. But it has been about two or three occasions where I'm like, okay, I think I've opened everything. Where do I go now? Because there's some parts actually in this map where it's kind of, it's one way. Like I would maybe go in a door, go in an area. I'm like, okay, I can't get back because because it's closed. There's some reasons where you can go, the doors are basically one way only. You can't get back the other way. So I'm like, okay, where do I go now? I can't go back. I don't have a mega jump to jump up to a certain door. I can't go this area. Like there's one bit, one area earlier on the game where I didn't have the, the morph ball where you transform, transform into a ball as you do in all Metroid games. I'm like, okay, I can't go through all these little like vents. Where the hell do I go? And I couldn't, I knew, I knew the next area I had to go to, but I couldn't even find a way there. So there's been a, two or three points in this game where I'm like, okay, I don't know where to go. I'm kind of stuck, kind of lost. I'll just travel where, where, travel where I can on the map and hope a scenario a pro, you know, uh, shows itself to me and I can find my way out. And I do eventually do that, but it's taken me, it's taken me at least half an hour on some occasions to like find out where to go. Um, but yeah, I think it looks gorgeous. It, it, it's, it's so exciting to to play and to fight these enemies. I and mean, I haven't even got to the boss battles. The boss battles are also excellent. Uh, all of all the main ones are like three phases. You go into a boss battle and sometimes you might get like rinsed in you know uh, incredibly quickly. And then you're like, how am I even gonna do this? And then it gets towards the end of a battle once you play it enough and learn like, the tells and learn what you to do. Where the first two phases you can get done in like 30 seconds or 15 seconds. It feels like you can really rinse through them when you actually understand the attacks, understand where you need to be, how you need to like combat the, the boss's maneuvers. And you know, the bosses are incredibly, incredibly satisfying. Um now, later on in the game, uh, most of the earlier bosses and bigger bosses that have like cutscenes and whatnot, you'll drop into an area. You, you'll know you're on a big, you know, a, a, a big boss battle. But some others, you'll get into an area where the, the doors just close, and then you're fighting like a much, much faster enemy. It kind of changes from like a Dark Souls style boss to like a Sekiro boss, where it really is about fast moving and parrying and being in certain places at certain times. And then those are now again like the Dark Souls thing. Those are just regular enemies now in in, in the map. But again, incredibly satisfying uh, combat. Mm. Yeah. It's 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 absolutely okay. brilliant. Well, I'm interested. I'm interested. Maybe I need to pick this up. Have you played other Metroids? No, I I think I got halfway through Super Metroid, but I didn't stop it because I wasn't enjoying it. But I just moved on to something else. But I never played it back in the day. So I think that's yeah, sort of a big. I, I'm fascinated to know. Uh, I know. I know James is enjoying it because I've been texting him a lot about it. Um, I know. I know Sean's the same. So I'm excited to hear their their thoughts on their backs. Obviously, that they played. There are loads of Metroids, and I've only played that one. But um, yeah, as someone who doesn't know all the lore, all the story, um, and and all that, and the history, and I'm sure if you played them, there's this probably has loads of nods to the older games and whatnot. But um, as like a kind of, I still feel like I'm a first timer, even though I played Super Metroid. Yeah, I think it's an absolutely fantastic game, and I'm loving it. I haven't really stopped playing it. That could be a combination of both getting the new hardware and the game. 
Uh, the game looks amazing on it. And um, yeah, I can't wait to play it. I should actually have it finished by the time this episode comes out. I feel like I'm near-ish to the end. But, um, yeah, but that, yeah. that doesn't help us, does it? <laughs> we won't, we won't no, know. No, no, but I'm excited but to talk about the next I'm, one. Maybe, maybe I need to get it before um, Sean and James are on next. Yeah, 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 oh. you should. It'd be great. You know, they would they would have obviously played a fair bunch, and for you to have your view as well would be good. But um, no, I'm I've um, well, you I'm never so know. To play the next episode, I might be talking about how I'm playing Metro and Dread on an OLED uh, Switch, <laughs> and I'm impressed by how premium it feels. <laughs> so uh, who knows? Who knows? Right? Okay, we'll. we'll um, I'm sure there'll be more Metro Dread uh, chat later. We're, I'm going to stream through the <laughs> the games that I've got to talk about because I cannot believe how long we've been talking. I'm so sorry, Sarah. You didn't sign up for this. That's this all right. Is, this is a long episode. I feel. I feel, um, I feel like I've it's... kind of instigated a lot of the a lot of the long chat. Well, it's it's nowhere near as bad as the your first appearance on this show when we were recording in about two hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Yes, that was that was the bad one. Um, uh, yes, hopefully this isn't too bad. Right. Uh, so first of all, quick chat uh, for Deathloop. I have bought that and I am playing through that. And Excellent. last night, I was enjoying it. I wasn't blown away by it until last night. I killed my first boss, and. Uh, run out of revivals and was trying to escape and then I was like oh right okay wow one thing that that I didn't pick up on when you'd previously spoken about it is that although it's a time loop game there's not time progression while you're playing it is there no unless there is no there's there's no time progression Um, I mean certain things happen in certain kind of periods but you can stay there as long as you want and there's not until yeah, you yeah, move yeah. to the area. And it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, push forward. Oh god, that that takes a relief off because that's that's um yeah, that's a concern that I had. That not only are you fighting against you know the enemies or whatever, you're also fighting against time. But actually, when you're in the area at that point of the day, you can take as long as you want. There's no there's no uh, time period. Like, they, yeah, yeah, you can spend hours and hours there it'll still stay morning the only thing that changes is that there are events in each one where there are certain things happen at certain times in the morning but right okay also the other thing that made me click with it is that although there's some stealth in that game it is not a stealth game like you I, I it's very loose with how many people are alerted to what you're doing when you get caught it's very it limited to each yeah. pocket. Oh, really? Yeah, that, okay. that changes oh, from morning to night. And also, if you've killed a visionary on your journey, then that also ramps things up to the point where at the end, you can, like, you know, you'll be outside of a building and they're like, whoa, 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 everyone's on. Yeah, and there's like a thousand people to try and kill. Yeah, so okay, at the beginning yeah, in the morning, worrying. it's calm as hell. You can do it. You can jump in front of someone and they're like, whoa, where's at the end? You can pick up for barely what? half a second and like, the whole party's on you. But yeah, I'm enjoying that. I'm still very early on. I've killed one visionary and I've got one slab. So uh, that's, yeah, that's how early I, uh, on I am in that game. But I'm, I'm liking the back of the I love the characters in it. Yes, yeah, so yeah, but, good. Have you played yeah, the Deathloop, uh, Death Sarah? I haven't. I bought it, but then I also haven't played uh, either of the Dishonored. So I... I bought Deathloop for my boyfriend because he really, really wants it. And I was like, no, I'm feeling nice. Um, but yeah, I've... <laughs> I will treat him. Yeah, I'll get, get, get him a little present. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I may borrow it 
once he's done it, but... Does he play it with headphones on? Uh, I know he's got one of the Pulse 3D headsets, so he might be using yeah. it. <clears throat> I mean, you'd know Excuse if he me. wasn't, because the... Um, who's it? Juliet. Is it Juliet or Julianne? Julianne, uh, Juliana. right? Yeah. Yeah, Juliana. When she talks in the game, it comes out the speaker in the pad. And at first you're like, oh, that's cool, because it's like it's coming through the speaker. Yeah, I get that. And then after like about two seconds, you're like, this is fucking annoying, and it needs to stop now. I hate that, because you've also got to independently turn the volume down on the pad to to reduce, because it's really loud. It was like, do you remember when you first played Rezogun on the PS4, Matt? And it was like, oh, yeah. what was it? Human saved. It, like, it made you jump because it was so loud. For <laughs> I remember the Killzone doing that pad. as well. I was like, okay. Yeah, it's annoying. Uh, I find that very annoying because um, I, I play with headphones on mainly, but the other day I played it without headphones on and it started doing that and I was like, oh, no, I'm not digging this. But the, yeah, the characters, the way they talk, the style of the thing is just great. Um, and the enemies really creep me out, like with their masks and all that. Some of them look like androids and stuff. It's, yeah, it's an odd one. Yeah, is that ever it- explained? Kind of feels like we happy few, doesn't it? At some points, yeah, it does. Yeah, totally. What? What did? Did they? Did they ever explain that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is explained. Okay, cool. Because yeah. he does, he does comment on it very early on. Um, but I'm just oh, yeah. yeah I mean, it's explained. It, like you know, th- th- there's a reason they're wearing them, but it's not. They don't go too deep. Okay, yeah. I just need a reason. I think. Um, but yeah, no. That's 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 a quick mention for that because I'm still very early on. Um, also, a quick mention for Tetris Effect connected on the Switch. Um, we all got codes for that, uh, and uh, I was like, I've played this game on everything. I don't need to play it again. And I was totally wrong because I did need to play it again. I did a full run through the journey, and now I'm doing sprint. So uh, yeah, Tetris Effect is still amazing. Really, I think. I don't know why I had such a bad reaction to it. I think I was really disappointed with the majority of the music in that game. And I think that still stands, that that criticism from me personally. You know, it's so subjective, but that still stands for me. Um, but it's still Tetris, you know what I mean? And uh, when you get a full, when you get a per- perfectress, when you use your special move, it's like, it's such a, it's such a great feeling. Yeah, I thought that um, was, I love, I love the soundtrack. Um, and I thought it was amazing VR. Uh, so I, once uh, Dread is done, I- I'm excited to try it on try it on the Switch with some good headphones. Last time I checked, I was ranked 150th in the world in journey mode, mate. Do you know wow. what I mean? You didn't get that on the PS4 or the, the Xbox version. So I'm quite mm. proud of myself for that. But <laughs> hopefully less people are playing it. And I might get, might get into the top 100 because I need to improve those those scores as well. I've only got SS rank in a, in a couple of... Um, of the areas, but I need to, yeah, I need to up that. Oh, I love Tetris. It's good. Um, and finally, the main game I've been playing over the past couple of weeks actually is um, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, which is the, it's kind of a reboot for, of the original two, like a remaster of the original two. Um, it's a really fascinating game. Like, so uh, Monkey Ball, I mean, we, we all love Monkey Ball, right? Sarah, have you played much Monkey Ball? Oh, uh, I've, I've played a little bit. It's it's hard not to like it. I mean, even the, the, the rubbish ones or whatever, it, it, it's hard not to like it. But thinking back to Super Monkey Ball 1, when it originally came out on GameCube, I spent so many hours on it and I loved it. Um, And I get the same feeling here, but 
there are also a lot of missed opportunities, right? So let me just run through the criticisms first. Um, to start with, right, I, I think hardcore Super Monkey Ball fans are going to dislike this game, but mainly because it makes a lot of changes to the original Super Monkey Ball. It won't, I say a lot of changes, some very minor changes, but are very noticeable for people. I'm talking the people that still play the original Monkey Ball games, you know. Um, you know, there's some very slight tweaks to the physics. They've got rid of the live system, whereas, like, originally in Super Monkey Ball, you go into a difficulty setting, you do a run-through. If you collect, you, if you collect enough bananas, you get an extra life. If you run out of lives, you have to start it all over from the start. If you don't lose any lives in a run, then you get some special stages at the end. It does away with all of that. And um, But I look at that and go, oh, yeah, they're not really making it for the super hardcore people. They're making it slightly easier for people that are coming to Monkey Ball for the first time. That makes total sense. Um, it doesn't use the original soundtrack. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, if you're re- like, um rebuilding the original game surely use the original soundtrack that's i thought that that, that was a terrible but again it could be a licensing decision well no because it's all original music owned by sega i assume but but then matt i went and listened to the original soundtrack again after playing this one and just went oh right okay yeah i'm not that bothered that the original soundtrack (laughs) is right i know yeah it wasn't very good i mean i don't it was like playing um uh was it Beehive Bedlam music just then? What was it called? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it was Bedlam. like, oh, I've got no emotional connection to the music to this game, so it's totally fine. Uh, also, the main menu music to Banana uh, uh, Banana Mania is is fantastic, so that's all good. Um, but yeah, so here are the other criticisms. Firstly, you build up, um, you do challenges to get coins, and you unlock um, characters in the shop, which is all great. So it's got Sonic, Kirio from. Um, uh, Yakuza, uh, the Tails, bunch of other characters that you can unlock. You can only use them in the main story mode. For some reason, you can't use them in the party games. Makes no sense to me. Um, secondly, it doesn't record your high scores in party mode. So if you're playing Monkey Target or Monkey Bowling or anything like that, it gets to the end and it goes, here's your score, goodbye. Like It doesn't say that's, enter your name in or anything like that. That's wild. Really- Why would it not do that? I think because you can modify each party mode a lot. So, like, say, for example, bowling, you can modify different things on the bowling, uh, like, before you go into the game. So if you were to modify it to the point where the points become completely tied to that modification, then, you know, what's the point in slinging them all in a, uh, in a, a, a scoreboard? But there should be a default mode that tracks your scores. Because yeah, it, it's it just like, really frustrating. Here's the time with these kind of, um, you know, the, these the various things you've added. But Yeah, exactly. But nothing. It hasn't got any of that. It does have a challenge mode, which has online scoreboards with set rules for for only four of the the game modes. I think it's monkey target, monkey sh- monkey shooting. What's it called? Monkey shot, I think it's called. Monkey target? Um no, Monkey Target's different. Monkey Target's the one where you go down a ramp, fly up into the air, and then fly down and try and hit a target. Right. Monkey Shoot is like a light gun game, um, which which isn't very good. In fact, all of the mini games from Monkey Ball 2 are not very good. 
you know, uh, monkey soccer's rubbish, monkey baseball's rubbish. You know, there's a lot of crap there. But monkey bowling still feels amazing. And although you don't get like those sort of um, analog triggers that, that that you had on the GameCube pad that felt so perfect for, for putting spin on, it still works. Like it's still a lot of fun. Um, monkey target is a bit of a controversial one. They've they've changed a lot with the physics, especially when it comes to rolling down the ramp. So if that was your game and you wanted to buy this for monkey target, then be aware that it does feel a lot different. Um, and what the what the other monkey fight's still good fun. We've been playing a lot of that, uh, which is the one where you you know you've got a, a spring loaded punching glove on the front of your ball and you just like roll around um, punching each other. All that stuff. It's all it, uh, this is it. So all these changes and all these missed opportunities or weird design decisions. They could have made the game a hell of a lot better in my opinion however we've just been obsessed with monkey ball again you know like harry charlie myself waking up early in the morning and sitting playing monkey ball for an hour and a half whether it's the story mode or doing various party games it's still a really good game it's still a hell of a lot of fun and yes some of the stages are terrible uh, from Super Monkey Ball 2, like the random stuff where there's not really much st- skill involved. It's just you hope that you make the goal. Um, but I, you know, you can, it's got an option to just skip those ones. You don't have to complete no. them to move on to the next one. And that's a good thing, I think, because I don't want to sit there and, and play the levels that I hate. I want to get to the next one. And it's also got a load of like uh, assists on. Like you've, there's a, there's a, an option to slow it down into slow mo. There's a, uh, some arrows to point where you should be heading, all of that stuff. And so Harry's just been blasting through it using those assist stuff because the main game is far too hard for him. So we've all kind of been monkey ball obsessed since it came out. So I think ultimately, my view is this if you are a monkey ball obsessive that would get frustrated with the slightest change that they'd make to those original games then you ain't gonna like this game and i've seen a lot of comments from a lot of super monkey ball fans saying exactly that but if you just fancy a bit of monkey ball then this is fucking great like really good fun and yeah you might get a little bit frustrated with the slight missed opportunities here and there but at the end of the day, it's got monkey bowling in, you know, and the main game mode is still a hell of a lot of fun to play. So it's kind of a recommendation, but not if you're an obsessed monkey ball fan, which is fine. If that's what you're into, that's what you're into. I'm not belittling people that are into that game. I'm just saying the game you want is not here, but the game a lot of people will like is. So it's weird they made yeah. a lot of changes. I thought this would be a slam dunk, and they were just. But they've also done it for. You a can't reason. do that. I think they. I think a lot of the changes had to be made because those original games were rock hard. They were so so difficult. So I think actually making it a little bit more accessible is a good thing. Mm. But that's my view. Super Monkey Ball. Super Monkey Ball. Sarah, have you got anything for us? I have. So. Obviously, I was going to talk about EGX. Like, before I went to EGX, my plan was like, man, I'm going to play so many games, so I've got things to talk about on the podcast. 
that didn't happen because literally the only other thing I've been playing uh, for about the past eight weeks has been Destiny 2. But um, let's not talk about that. Uh, oh, I did the Vault of Glass, though, and it was amazing. Like, oh, yeah, your the first new... time, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, obviously, it's it's changed from the original things like the oracles. You have... They changed the jumping, puzzle, the jumping bit. Uh, that was my favourite bit, I think. I don't think so. Um, but then I play a warlock, so anything jumping is super easy for me because we yeah, just have floated the... over it. Yeah. Did you have one person in your party just completely like screwing it up over um, and over again? Because yeah. that's why I love that. Bit. As as you're you... just sitting there, everyone's waiting for him the other side, like laughing. As you can imagine, it was an overconfident hunter. <laughs> um, yeah, sounds like me. That was me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, also, been playing uh, some Trials of Osiris because they've opened that up to allow for matchmaking, um, and that's been really good. That's kind of made me like PvP Destiny now. Um, but okay, yeah, um, yeah, it's been really good. The seasonal, the seasonal story has now finished for now. Um, we've got Festival of the Lost starting tomorrow night, and then in December we've got like the Bungie thirtieth, and then obviously Witch Queen February. Um, yeah, it's still just been really, really good. But um, I obviously needed something else to talk about, and luckily with really good timing, the um Steam Next Fest has been running oh, yeah i heard about yeah the, the massive demo event wasn't it yeah so the only one i got around to playing and to be honest the only one that i actually really really wanted to play was uh inscription so it's a game that was revealed during devolver digital's e3 presentation essentially yeah. it's the weird spooky card game if you remember seeing the trailer oh, yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I it, it looked great even that. if it wasn't 100% clear at the time what even it was. And I think Sean streamed a demo um, during uh, Fest the other week as well. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So, essentially, it's it's a lot like Slay the Spire in that it is a, uh, it's a roguelike card game and deck builder. So, I'm sure James would absolutely love it. Um, He'll be but, all over that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, essentially, all over that. essentially the story is that you you don't really know how you got to where you are but you are essentially sat at a table with this figure you can only see his eyes the rest of him's like in shadow but if you lose and like die his like hands come out of the shadow but that's all and he'll pretend to be different bosses by like putting a mask on but you don't really know what he looks like. Um, so yeah, okay. so essentially you're in this cabin, sat at a table, and he'll roll out a map. And you make your way along the map doing, you know, encounters and fights. But if the map is rolled out, you can you can stand up from the table at any point and like walk around the room. And then the room has like escape room slash point and click adventure type puzzles that you can do to like unlock new cards um and oh, really? the- so the game isn't just that card mode there's no there's like a whole puzzle thing to it um and then there's also a twist at the end of the demo that i don't want to give away because it it's so cool and kind of turned me from going 
yeah, this game's really cool. I'll probably pick it up to shit. I need to buy this because I, I need to see what it's going to do with that. Interesting. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like part of me was like, oh yeah, I'll talk about it because you know, it's, it's just a demo, but it's such a cool twist that I also don't want to spoil it. Even if you do only pick up the demo. That's pretty cool for a demo, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's just like a moment when you essentially finish the demo that I just went like, "What? What?" And then it obviously kind of went a little bit further, and I was like, "Oh, this is so cool!" Um, it it just does so much really really cool little things. So obviously the art style is incredible. Um, it's Essentially, the, the, the art on the cards and, like, all of the text is, like, very kind of 8-bit, like, pixel art. It's all just, like, black and white pixel art, essentially. But then the the sort of the, 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 the table and items and the sort of antagonist, it almost kind of looks like PS1 pre-rendered, but with the little bit of like shine to it, I, f- I find it really, really hard to describe exactly how it looks. But it's not photorealistic, and it's also not pixel. It's kind of somewhere in the middle. But it, yeah, looks... it looks like the early days of three D, doesn't it? Yeah, like yeah, Sega Saturn, PS One kind of three D. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, the lighting's fantastic. It uses lighting really, really well. Um, what else is it that I've got down? Because I actually made notes on this. I finished the demo and then was just like, I need to write notes because I can't forget any of this really, really cool stuff. Um, but yeah, essentially, it is you are being told the story of being lost in the woods and these different animals are joining you on your journey through these like spooky woods. Um, and the animals... The animals are your cards, but like... They will also talk to each other and they will talk to you. Which is very... And they will react to, like, certain things that you do. So certain cards don't like other cards and they allude to things having happened before. And then there's this super cool thing where if you if you die... Um, you're essentially in this other room and the antagonist sort of figure basically says, okay, well, I want to take a memento of you. So you create your own card. You basically pick like a cost, you pick stats. It gives you like like a choice of like three for each of these. Um, And then you pick your... Uh, like special ability and then you put in your name or whatever name you want to put in um it the figure then takes a photo of you what would have been really really cool is if it actually used a connected camera to take a photo and put like a pixel version of it in. unfortunately it doesn't do that um i thought it was going to and i was a little bit disappointed that it didn't but you know the fact that it still does that is very cool because essentially you can kind of create your own cards that yeah. will then appear in your deck on your next run through. Um, uh, yeah. Also, um, again, I kind of don't want to spoil anything because this was another moment that just like 
made me go when it happened. Um, if you are playing the demo, pick up the pliers as an item and then use them in one of the card games. That's all I'm going to say because uh, yeah, that yeah. sounds like a little um, was it Games Master tip there? Yeah, um, there's yeah. So basically, you can obviously get like items. So like, there's a fan that lets your um, one of your characters get one of your cards get flying for the next fight. Uh, you can also use card use a bottle to get like a card instantly. Um, but and yeah, one of the items is a plot is pliers and the game basically tells you that if you use the plier it will do one instant damage to your opponent um but i won't i don't i don't want to say any more than that how how the game shows that that is what's happening i did not expect and yeah kind of like horrified me and also just i just absolutely loved it i was like i wasn't expecting it out yeah uh it's out on the 19th of october okay so pretty soon yeah pretty pretty soon i mean you know i'm never into card games or anything but um it sounds like it's doing a little bit more with the yeah it with it yeah it's going it's it's not breaking the full fall but you know uh, i mean it's um i mean okay all right yeah yeah that's that's the thing um this is kind of what I was thinking when when I finished playing it. Is just the kind of like the standard spooky card game. It's fantastic. Like the 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 actual card game within it is really really good. It's a really solid card game they've managed to put together. Then you have you know the addition of all the puzzles within the wider cabin, and then you also have the really 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 cool art style and narrative. And then you have the thing that happens at the end of the demo. Like there's there's so many different levels to it. So I'm I'm really excited to play more of it. And yeah, it's nice. I think if you pre-order it now, it's like fifteen pounds, so it's not expensive. I don't know what else it's on other than PC, but yeah, I'm excited to get it, and I'm excited to play more of it. Okay. Yeah, I think it's just PC and Mac, but. Um... It does look cool. I remember it looked great during that Devolver digital thing at E3, and yeah, I saw a bit of Sean playing the demo as well. It looked awesome. Cool. Is that on YouTube? Uh, it, yeah, Sean's stream is on YouTube, yeah. Ashroom, is it? Cool. Mm, he did like a... I'll, it, it, maybe. Maybe I'll check. Okay. All right, well, the, the, that doesn't help the listeners. <laughs> right. Um, what, 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 what should we do? Should we do... Quite, I, I'm... I, I'm, I'm thinking we leave one. questions until next week. Okay, I am so sorry if you sent in a question this week. We will keep them in the pool and get to them next week. It's just been one of those shows. I was thinking today, oh, it's going to be quite a short one, only three of us. Uh, we'll, we'll blitz through this. We are now nearly three hours in. So uh, do you want to do the socials, I don't Matt, know how that's anyone that's... Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it's James... Nuts, is away now but he'll be back in time for dark souls 2 his stream on friday night from 9 uh 9 p.m that's at twitch.tv slash tcgsco and i'm gonna start my stream on sunday i think whoa i'm nervous about news, starting it? it i was thinking actually may as well put off another week but i'll keep putting it off forever i'll keep tinkering We've announced forever. It now. i might as well just start it so yeah he just needs I'm to start just mass do effect. it that's me playing through mass effect trilogy this sunday night from 8 p.m 
I'm really nervous. Have you played it before? Uh, I I played a little bit of Mass Effect, um, and then the bugs of like an hour or two, and the bugs did my nothing. I stopped playing it. Okay. But um, I hear they fix that stuff. uh, Have you played them, Sarah? No, I've. I think I've played about the same amount as Matt. I yes, started started playing the first one. It wasn't two though. It wasn't the bugs that annoyed me. I just didn't really get on with it i thought the shooting was real janky um, yeah it really is yeah that so... first one's a nightmare cool <laughs> yeah i never i never made it all the way through the first one but then the second one blew my mind so ah, uh, god this is exciting this is exciting matt yeah i'm just i i, I when i stream when i stopped streaming last september it's because I, I was like super stressed and it's like i just, you know i just couldn't i didn't want to do it anymore and um but you know, I just need to. Get, I, I used to love streaming, so I just need to get back into it. And you know, yeah. So I no, mean, you, you did. You did also stream a couple of games this year, and yeah, and no, but but it's different stuff. when you're on your own because it's all about okay. you. Whereas with James, right. we can hide behind the drinking and stuff. It's fine. <laughs> so we could hide behind the facts. Um, anyway, yeah. So I will be. Uh, I, I I guess I'm streaming the Sunday night from eight pm. Um, I'm gonna start Mass Effect. I mean, I I, I know everyone says the first one's janky and the second one's amazing, but I couldn't start the second one. It, Feels tight. No, so. yeah, start the first, the first one. one. So yeah, we'll... don't don't feel don't feel bad if you need to tap out. But you've definitely got to get to the second one. That I'm, is yeah. the, so, well, that is the one. I'm so intrigued I've... as to how you're gonna play it. Yeah, <laughs> how yeah, do you yeah. Mean? It's true. Well, the decisions that you make in it, it's yeah. it makes a big impact. Are you gonna yeah. be good? Are you gonna be bad? Who are you gonna romance? To yeah. put it nicely, well, even though it's that. like it's it's midnight right now, so I could have just gone full vulgar with it, and you know it would be time appropriate. But then I realise yeah, some people the might do what tour, I do, so you can you could say whatever the hell yeah. you yeah. want. <laughs> so it's fine. It is fine. Do any, any of, these of those fuckers, fuckers. right? Go on, sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Sunday night for me. I may do a test stream in the week just to make sure things are working, but whatever. Those are both on Twitch.tv slash TCGSCO. If you have Amazon Prime, you're Twitch Prime Gaming. You get one free sub every month. And I love it if you went over to James' stream on Friday, my stream on Sunday, or whenever in the week and gave us your free sub. It really means a lot to us. Uh, Dark Horse happens every Friday morning. Uh, that's a rerun of the Dark Horse series from 2015. Uh, every Friday morning, not on this feed. Again, it's on the Dark Horse feed. Search around your podcast service or player of choice. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash TCGS for exclusive podcasts, live talk servers. And also a massive thank you to everyone who um, filled in our survey we put out last week. We wanted to oh, wanted God, mix up so and refresh yeah, our you. Patreon stuff. Put out a survey. You've had over like 75 responses. Massive thanks to everyone who's done it. If you haven't already done it, if you're a Patreon subscriber, any tier, go over to Patreon. There's a link to it. A link to have there to a very short survey. Just tell us what you don't, what you like and what you don't like. Massively appreciate that. And tcgs.co is the website for everything else. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you for having um, me back. I'm so sorry for taking up so much of your time. This yeah, is so mad. good. It's so good. I, I, I kind of... I kind of mentally like prepare for it to take this long because I don't <laughs> I think obviously obviously the first one we did went long in on like the hottest day of the year. Um Yeah. And then that I think I think the last one also went fairly long. Yep. So you know and this one's taking the piss. Yeah, it's taking the total piss. 
Um, and thank you so much for living it, everyone. Um, to just summarise the beef, there is no more beef. No beef. And also, Matt Murray. Totally no, it. no I, I think actually I'm, I'm growing up as a person. I feel like I could have taken a bet on, but no, it's just too, I wasn't going to do it. Like the terms are massive. Yeah, you're, like, growing up, you're growing up as a person by saying that you'll never bet again because you lost the last one. That's very grown up. Because he, he, he just knows he would have lost this one. Well, come on, Sarah, let's not. For f- Why? Goodbye, bro. The beef's been squashed. Let's not take the piss now. Right at the end. Goodbye. Number one, professional, multi-pattern, USB microphone. The Yeti's tri-capsule technology condenser microphones have four different pattern settings offering incredible flexibility. You can record studio quality vocals for music, podcasts, Twitch streaming, YouTube videos, or any audio projects that would normally require multiple microphones. design, the Boo Yeti can be ready to work in seconds. Sound quality can be optimised by adjusting and pivoting the mic, and it has easy control for muting and unmuting. PC compatible with USB. It is equipped with 3.5mm headphone jack, allowing you to listen to the recording in real time. So, head to bluemic.com and enter code YETIPOD15 for 15% off your new Blue Yeti and start creating and sharing now.